Welcome everybody to Sailor Moon Says, this podcast dedicated to the deep dub of Sailor Moon. I'm Joe Ramses, and of course I have your commentator Freddy. Do we know for real if we're the first one dedicated to the deep dub? Well, the only ones that were like going to his deep dive of everything, so I'm pretty sure we are. I mean, I I definitely googled, but you know, I didn't go past page one. <laughs> I don't think anybody goes past page one. That's one of the things that I realize. You only go past page one when you're trying to figure out what that song that's stuck in your head is. You only know a few of the words. Or if you're like, or if you're, or or if you're like, God dang, how do you get this? Like, like you're like writing code, and like you you're just stuck on something. It's like, okay, what does Reddit say? What went wrong? What went wrong? Tell me what happened. Reddit. Oh, you didn't give me my answers at all. Okay. Well, or, that, or if you have some weird symptoms and you don't want to be like a bleeding of cancer, sometimes you got to click through the fa- the first couple of pages. And then you realize, oh yeah, oh, the first the first couple of pages are that yeah they have the yeah. Anyways, we're not gonna go. We're not gonna go there. That's a <laughs> we are absolutely not going there because that is a horrible joke. You should feel bad. But regardless, I never feel bad. I, know, I never I feel. Know. Anyways, we are going through we're going through episodes nine through twelve. Wait, nine through, yeah, nine through twelve of the of the of the original of the original um deke dub of Sailor Moon. I'm pretty sure it's like God knows how God knows how many episodes they, we we went through in like the Japanese version. So it's fun. actually there we there's no gaps in the ones that we did, but it is technically episodes twelve through fifteen. All right, the Japanese version. So like, we're, we're kind of like in, we're kind of like in they're kind of in weirdly in sync, but not. Yeah, because like not not the spoiler alert or anything, but like I mean it's an it's from 1992, 1993. Um, there there's a whole trope of putting things uh, back in the 80s and 90s with anime, putting things into 13 episode batches. So when Jedi died, I was like, I bet you this is episode 13 of the like of the original Japanese, and I looked and it definitely was because like they for whatever reason they like to do things in sets of 13 and that's usually when you can find out the villain died that's why i was almost positive i think it was our last episode that we did where i said sailor jupiter came in at 26 and it's because they they like to do things in batches of 13 so i was like she probably Mm -hmm. like 26 or 27 she was yeah it's like usually that's like 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 either the season beginning or the season end or something like that so well i'm pretty sure i think it's more so they can take like winter breaks that they need to or like they have room for interruptions for like sporting events and stuff like that. I think is what they do it that way. Yeah, or they have them. Yeah, that, it could be a various, but we're we're not really privy to that information, unfortunately. But yeah, well, that, that's that's where we are in the Japanese version. But um, yeah, I mean, we're focused more on the ancient version, of the ancient dub of Sailor Moon. So um, why don't we get started? Like you know, no more parlaying. Let's go. Um, episode nine. This is episode nine. Cruise blues. Cruise blues. Cruise blues. This episode uh, stuck out. This is this is another one of the episodes that was on VHS. I didn't own this VHS though, and the that the reason why it sticks out to me so much is because number one, I didn't own it and I always wanted to, and number two, the creepy. Um, is this the one that randomly had Wise Man from Sailor Moon R on the cover of it? I think so. I want to look that up because uh, I just remember one of them had one of them had the wise man on the cover and he doesn't show up for another like 60 episodes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I remember exactly. Yeah, it, it was it was this one. Yeah, uh, I'm, I, I'm looking at it too. That's so wild. Like, why would they do that? What? Yeah, I, but I, I guess they I just had assets and I'm like, yeah. 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 I, the, I'm Now that I think about it, that's probably what it was. Is they, they got assets from Toei and they didn't 
want to pay any attention, but yeah, the that looks so, like a creepy monster. Let's put let's put it in. <laughs> but but yeah, so I I really wanted this VHS tape, but also it really stands out to me because this was one of the um the more memorable episodes of Sailor Moon Abridged, and I'm sorry that I bring it up every time, but it's just it it's so tied to my love of Sailor Moon because it really because it it came out in the late. 2000s i'm i'm trying to remember exactly but I, I know that i was still in high school when this came out um and i just it reinvigorated my love for sailor moon after i'd kind of moved on so i really owe it a lot for the longevity of my fandom you know so that but i, I apologize to keep bringing it up but no like i specifically remember that vhs tape because they had like the the glitter around the border and then in the center, it would be like whoever the episode is, the episodes are focusing on. Like the first one was just Sailor Moon and Luna, and she had the moon stick, which she doesn't get for like 26 episodes, um, but whatever. <laughs> and then there was like the one where uh, they got Sailor Mercury and Mars, they were both on the cover. But this one was just random, a couple of random episodes. And um, I don't even think that they were sequential, but Cruise Blues was on there. And I, re I very much remember being upset that I didn't have that one. It was the only one of the original, I think there was six VHS tapes. Originally, mm -hmm. it was the only one that I did not own. That's actually five VHSs. No, there's six. Are you sure it's six? Yep, I'm looking at it right now. Moonstar is Born, Scout Tonight, Evil Eyes, which is this one, Jupiter and Venus Arrive, Secret Identities, and Good Queen, Bad Queen. Okay, never mind. I will. I will. I will own that L. Hand me that L. Most people, you're probably forgetting the secret identities one because most people forget that one existed. That's yeah. the one where they uh, she finds out that she's the princess. That mm. has that episode on it. Alrighty. So yeah, I mean, we, we start off we start off the episode at um at um at at, at Negaverse HQ. You know, mm -hmm. that per usual. It's, it's you're gonna like actually pretty normal. Well. <laughs> Actually, no, because like after this, after like once we once we get to a certain part of the series, this doesn't happen. This, we're not we're not doing this anymore at all. So, uh, basically, they're like, um, basically, Jedi is just giving his his like new thing of like, okay, well, this is what I'm gonna do this week here. This well, is what this is what specifically one? he's very focused on finding out who Sailor Moon is like that because this episode and the next episode, while they're not exactly a two parter, they're the closest story connected episodes that we've had so far they like directly lead into each other. Um, and in the Nega Force, which it is still called under Jedi's reign, it's the Nega Force, that will change soon. Um, but in the Nega Force, um, yeah, he he is, uh, his main goal is to find out who Sailor Moon is now because he's getting tired of her bullcrap. I think that's a dumb thing because why would he be like, I need to find out who Sailor Moon is and then immediately go on a cruise where he's hoping she won't be able to show up and stop him. Mm -hmm. like, it, it doesn't make sense. I think that was like a dub thing. I think the dub it was just trying a little too hard there. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that I think they were, I think they realized it's like yeah, we're gonna, we this character's gonna be killed off, so we're gonna well not not killed off. We'll, I'll say the, I'll say the exact wording later. Um, <laughs> but like, it's like you know they know they know he's gonna be ridden off, so like you can so they already put out the red flags now. Yeah, or like a couple of, a couple of episodes earlier because like you can tell like a couple of episodes earlier like they were trying to like elude very hard. It's like you know he's really on he's really on the hunt for. Yeah, and and Queen Barrel's getting tired of his bullcrap too because he's failed in in the deep dub alone. He's already failed eight times in the Japanese dub. He's failed way more than that because we missed some episodes. So like he's just not oh my god at all since he got his new promotion to be this like general or whatever you want to call him. Like yeah. he's just failed. <laughs> I, I I wrote down here because like I real like nothing because like I'm, this is what I was coming back to because I actually did watch this a little bit earlier than I should. I wrote down here. 
that's what the arrow down. Meanwhile, the Negaverse, that Negaverse XU Jedi is watching reruns of Sailor Moon. <laughs> it's it's a very popular show. You might have heard of it. Yeah, you may. Have. It, it's it's kind of like it's kind of like this obscure thing, you know, maybe or maybe not. <laughs> because like you and I are close in age, but I don't know if you grew up with the same specific like cartoons that I did, like American cartoon. Uh, oh yeah, I must I must have. I was watching it all for the wrong reasons. There there was um there's a part of the, when they asked him God, he said he won them on the internet, and I was like. That's such a Timmy Turner answer. It's like, hey, Timmy, where did you get this? He's like, internet. Uh, the internet. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I love that. I, I love that. I love That's that. That's what that reminds me so much there. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. yeah I, wrote that, I wrote that here. The internet, again! Because this is like yeah. the second time that Melvin just up and says, yeah, I got something on the internet. So, like, of course, it was the nerd that was into the internet because Melvin's our, our nerdy character. Yeah, and I find it interesting. It's like, why would they give away like randomly a cruise? But then they get to there's a lot of things I have questions on. It just leads, well, and like I wrote down here, you're right. This, this is kind of thing that needs like you're right. I think not. I don't know if it was this episode or the episode before it, but this is like some convoluted like you know Rube Goldberg shit. Like they they they're like okay, we hope to do all of this, and they have to do all the promotions and all that stuff. And how how is it possible? What I want to know is what is what does the Negaverse do with all this money? Because they they ran a gym for a while that people had to pay to go to. They've got this cruise that has been they ran a talent Molly, show. Yeah, according to Molly, this cruise has been booked for weeks. Yeah, they had a talent show where they might have sold tickets. They they, they had a radio show where it's like they were able to get in. On, well, that was actually explained, yeah. but still but for like, promotions what they, and whatnot. They've got to have a nice bank account with some money in it somewhere. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah well, so yeah. yeah. So yeah, Serena, so yeah, Serena's upset because she wants to go on the cruise, even though she doesn't have a boyfriend. She just wants to go on the cruise. Um, like the the that's the confusing part is because they did say that it was a love cruise, but they also like the the main three girls, like the the main three Sailor Scouts, mm-hmm. really didn't seem phased by that and wanted to go anyway. It was very weird uh, because none of them had boyfriends. So, uh, but I'll get to something later. Ray Ray decides to uh there there's a Japanese kuji like a Japanese lottery. And... Yeah, and basically yeah because like afterwards it's basically Melvin's like yeah if you want to go they're still giving you all tickets at the at the quote unquote newspaper stand. Yeah, the newspaper stand. But yeah, the, the this is a, a Japanese kuji and for those who don't know um now they're a little bit different but back in the day it was this spinning like the, this little spinning wheel that would spit out a marble and there'd be one golden marble and then a bunch of other like multicolored ones and they'd be like tiered prizes. Like if you got a white one, which was super common, then you would get like a Kleenex set. If you mm-hmm. got the next level up, you might get like a pamphlet or a poster or something like that. And they usually do them around like TV shows and anime, but they also do them for things like this where they're giving away like prizes and stuff. So Ray cheats and wins. Like she yeah. just straight cheated. <laughs> There's no way to yeah, get around. Yeah, yeah. And Serena's like, oh, that cheater. I'm like, yeah, I'm with you on this I one. Mean, to be fair, yeah, she did. She used her her uh, like shrine maiden. Yeah. Like, she used uh, her Shinto powers to like to get to to get her to get in, to like increase her like luck stat by like eighty fold. So we're canceling Ray this time. <laughs> we canceled Luna last time. We're gonna cancel Ray. Oh this. no, we'll, we'll get to we'll get to more canceling Luna later. She <laughs> Luna's she, she's a, she's person. not she's not she's not a, she's not off the hook because there's stuff there's stuff on I think yeah. episode eleven where I'm like oh my god lady. <laughs> yeah, but so so Ray wins it and Serena's like oh great I get to go and Ray's just like 
hey amy are you busy later i was like what a bitch like i loved ray but that was such a bitch move. like right in front of her also. right in front of serena that was so funny oh that was okay so, so i wrote yeah because i wrote things like they go afterwards to get coffee and she says this she literally says this to ray says this to amy at coffee and i'm like so amy and ray are having coffee just to rub it in serena's face right basically yeah yeah, I think because like the, I told you that I it thankfully my memories of how annoying it was were not as accurate. I think I still had that like nostalgic like kid eyes looking at it, like yeah, person eyes looking at it because this is pretty funny, like objectively pretty funny. But like this is just the beginning of the Ray and Serena back and forth bickering. They're uh, on the on the soundtrack because you could you used to be able to buy the soundtrack. It was called the Lunar Rock CD uh-huh. and. It had some songs from the show, and then the second half of the album was just random like songs that they Lips. wrote. Um, okay. No, it was random songs they wrote. Like some of them were covers. Like they did a cover of "I Want to Hold Your Hand" by the Beatles. Yeah. Um, they had this song. The whole song was it's called "Who Do You Think You Are," and it was not the right voice actresses, by the way. It was just some studio people that they had on hand. But it was Serena and Ray bickering for an entire three and a half minute song. And oh it's- Lord. It's really fucking funny, but no, like, but I just they and I, I wrote that and, and wrote that and going back to what you just said, um, like going back to what you said, like I, I realized that that was as I was watching something. I think I want to say this is where like things started clicking in. It was more like, oh, I see what's going. I see, I see your point now. And I wrote down, I can see where KRF is coming from with the issues with Rain Serena, like at this point. Of and it's the the problem is is that there's such a big gap between Ray joining. And- and Lita joining Sailor Jupiter, that it gets stale. At least I remember it getting stale. But as of right now, we've only watched a few episodes of them bickering back and forth, so it hasn't gotten super stale for me yet. This this particular episode was really entertaining for me, just to see the back and forth between the two of them. Yeah, uh, like, like bickering, bickering aside, this is actually a fun episode. Like I'm hoping that 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 like doesn't get annoying after a while. Like I have a feeling it might, but we're we're holding out hope. So yeah, basically, basically, um, Serena being an interloper, and she goes, to, she goes to spy on on Amy and Ray as they go into the as they go into the, the yacht, and you know we get the the and then we get to the, we I, this happened before or afterwards where it's like they like pretty much just like they explained it like the uh, Jedi and the and the and the evil monster of the day like they could kind of explain they kind of exposition dump everything to the audience. What was that yeah, afterwards? They- okay. Yeah, because there's they like, kind of like talk in their little cabin quarters about it. Yeah, so when I dyed his hair black for this, at, well, and he, he also he also he also got like a wicked he also got a wicked tan that I wrote down here. It's like it, it's like um oh my god where, where is mine I, ha- I wrote here it's like you know he had a he, he actually put some sort of effort and actually got and actually got a wig. But it, yeah, at least Jedi had wore a wig and put a tan on so he, like no one could actually recognize him. So uh, so he put some sort of a uh, this time he didn't just put his he didn't put his hair down. Oh, and I, I before we before I forget, uh, I need to issue a correction. I in the last episode, it was either the last episode or the first episode, I spouted some incorrect information. So I wanna I wanna make sure that I say this. I had originally said that Jedi was the youngest of the four generals, which is not true. Zoicide is the youngest. And Zoicide is I believe canonically in the rebirth world, sixteen years old. Okay. So Jedi is 17 or older. So when I was making a joke about him being like this 15 year old, that was not true. So I misspoken. <laughs> he he is most likely an adult, which makes this even creepier 
Um, and the reason why I remember this. Oh, is yeah, that's right. It does. Because yeah, Serena yeah, yeah. decides to sneak on board by disguising herself as a photographer. Yeah, she's a disguise Yeah, she's a disguise And she gets caught. And then Jedi starts flirting with her. Like she starts flirting with him and he flirts back. Oh and there's, my even God, this, like, there. there's even this inner monologue where he's like, why am I being so nice to her? Do I actually like her? And I was like, this is going to go nowhere, sir. You die in 24 hours. Like, no, you. <laughs> oh, my. I, I, I love that. Like, there's a there's a thing later. It's like, oh, my God. It's like, I don't want all the inflammations of what, what just happened. When, like, because like, like later on, kind of like not like I think like what five like like two or three minutes later, I think we could first cut to a scene with Amy, and, um, like Amy and Raider, like, oh, this is a great cruise. I'm having a lot of fun. How about you? Yeah, I'm having a lot of fun, too. And so basically, yeah. So so Serena goes in. She's she's I think she's like she's still away, like in the, in the back quarters. And, and Jedi's like, you shouldn't be here. But, you know, why don't you follow me for a bit and, you know, talk a little talk a little bit about what's going on. And then. So um, it's, been, it's been a really long time since I've watched the Japanese version of this. Um, I I did not watch the first season of the Viz dub of the Viz redub because the they did not have the correct masters and it looked like garbage. And I'm not even like a quality person. Like a lot of time when people are like bitching and moaning about like, oh, this is 720p. It's not 1080p or 4K or whatever. Like most of the time I don't notice because I'm an idiot. Uh, but this was noticeably bad. Like they they did not even. I, it looked like they had like VHS rips of the. It was bad. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. That's... I skipped it. But but what I would like to know is in the Japanese or, or in the original was Jedi that Jedi is flirting with Usagi with with Serena and seems to have, potentially have a crush on Serena when canonically that's Ray's boyfriend. And at least in the manga, that's Ray's boyfriend. Because you find out that in in the they they don't do it in this anime, but they do it in Crystal, and they did it in the original manga, um, where back in the back in the Moon Kingdom, they all of the Sailor Guardians were dating one of uh, Prince one and Demian's generals. Because these guys were original originally Prince and Demian's generals, Jedi, Nephrite, all of them. Um, so he was he was dating Sailor Mars, and then. Basically, two episodes from now, Ray tries to take Darian away. Well, not take him away, but like flirts with him when that's eventually going to be Serena's boyfriend. So I thought that it was a weird, like kind of funny meta joke, but I don't think they meant to make it. I think it just happened. I think it was. Yeah, it's really funny in hindsight to me. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I figured, too. Is to say, it's like usually because I'm pretty sure the series was still going at the time. So I'm because I'm pretty sure from what I heard the series and like the the anime and the and the manga mm -hmm. were kind of like not one to one, but they were going at the same time. Yeah, they they that's why there's so much filler because they really needed she needed time to you know draw the manga and write it. Yeah, and also too, it was one of those things where it's like you know, so they kind of I'm, I'm pretty sure a lot of it was kind of improvised on the spot when the series was. So I'm pretty sure like it was one of the things where it's like, hey, let's see what happens, and I think and then later on it's like, oh. <laughs> That's a that's a coincidence that we got away with that. Yeah, if if it happened in the Japanese dub, it might have been on purpose because Deoku might have like implied you know what was going to happen, or maybe they they had started to catch up, like the manga had started to get further ahead. Uh, but if it was just a a viz dub thing, that's really freaking hilarious that they made that accidental like yeah thing happen there. But yeah, so, yeah, they, yeah. So so going back to the actual plot itself. Um, going back to the actual plot itself, so basically we, we we after after Jedi's like, oh my god, why am I acting so nice to this person? I don't know why. 
you cut back to Ray and and Amy who are just they're, they're eating. And like I wrote down here, I like the fact that Ray that Ray is doing all this just to spite to spite Serena. That's all she. That's she's all. That's all she's saying. It's like ah, that 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 that, that butt hit ain't gonna get any of this today. Yeah, and we cut. She doesn't like her. <laughs> yeah, it's like God dang woman. I know, I know, I I know. In the Japanese one, they're a little bit more. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're like you know, they're not they're not that bad. But God dang, the the that makes them seem like they're just very petty. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is part. Of, this is like if if this wasn't even more concrete proof that something's up. This next this next scene is. So basically, after after we cut to Ray and Amy on the dinner scene, which is like having, and they're like, "Oh, let's have a cool dance." Here's Jedi as like the captain, and she had, and, and and Serena's on her on his on his shoulders, like totally, just like on on him, like 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 a, like a mink that like a dead like a dead mink's coat on uh, like on him, like oh my god! And I wrote down here, I'm not gonna even ask what happened between them between in, between those scenes. I swear. Because it looks like, and it's like, and Jedi's like, you know what? You, you, you sit at the, you sit with me at the captain's, the captain's table. Lunch. Well, and well like, he established that Jedi is an adult, so absolutely nothing happened between them. For the I hope so. Of, for the sake of us not getting this podcast taken down, nothing happened between them. Yeah, well, well nothing happened. Nothing happened, guys. I swear to God. <laughs> oh, and, and by the way, Luna also said negaverse. Like as soon as Jedi, because Jedi's like, oh, I gotta go take care of something. Please sit with me at the captain's table. Luna's like, I think he's from the negaverse. I was like, it's nega force, Luna. God, fucking illiterate cat. So yeah, um, so basically, so basically, they make an announcement on the on the PA. It's like, yeah, why don't we all like, let's all gather around here at the in the ballroom so we can all have a dance, so you can all have a shindig. And you know that's where the, that's where the evil that's where the evil globe is where they take all of the fucking energy. Yeah, the disco ball that sucks their energy out. That was so stupid. Yeah, just e- yeah, evil disco ball of doom. That's why I wrote down here in my notes. I'm, so she's attacking them with a disco ball. Whatever, like the Sailor Moon. Yeah, I mean, Usagi turns into a tennis ball in one of the later episodes that we are about to talk about. So I mean, weirder things happen. Yeah. So yeah. so basically so basically it's, yeah I'm just going down with my notes here. I was like oh yeah so what so like what happened here so yeah so basically Serena's she's ignoring all of all of this because like she's not she's not putting two and two together like which doesn't make sense and before that we cut to another scene I guess this happened afterwards because like now now Serena now Ray and Amy are just eating yeah and she, she had like five pork chops or something or six pork chops God damn I want pork chops but yeah. So so basically after that, that that's when the that's when the that's when the monster today sucks out all the energy and it leaves all of them. It leaves um, everybody except for Amy and Ray because yeah. they weren't in love, so they didn't have love energy, which is specifically what they were targeting. It's the love energy. So they were they oh, were left. I wrote out. down. I wrote down because like before that, because I was like, well, I was looking at my notes right here really quick. I was like, I write. I, if you see my notes, I write down like a doctor. I should be. A, I should. I should have been a doctor in, in an earlier life. So like my handwriting is like all over the place, and I and I wrote down like Amy being the smartest person in the room, no, uh, noting it's Jedi. And I realized, wait a minute, I think I think what this implies is that she she knew it was Jedi before he transformed. So I was like, she knew all this time. Because she's not an idiot. Well, they just saw the captain right there. That that was their first time seeing the captain. Ami and Ami and Ray hadn't seen the captain yet. Yeah. So basically, he he realized that. And then, like, yeah, we go back, cut back to what I was saying, like, like, cut back to what you were saying. It's like, like, Amy and Ray were the only ones that didn't get their energy sucked. I wrote down here, Harold, they're lesbians. Yeah. They didn't want lesbian energy. They only wanted straight energy. Mm-hmm. And same. <laughs> I'm getting canceled. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but anyway, so, uh, 
you know, Sailor Moon bursts in and saves the day. There, there's not a whole lot that happens. It's pretty much your standard fight. Mercury uses her bubbles to create a mist, which is all she does ever in every episode. Um, and then the monster of the day dies almost immediately. Yeah, it was almost. It was very anticlimactic because I was like, like, she didn't uh, do anything. yeah, she did. She did practically nothing, and um. That was like he was like I'm trying. To, I'm looking through my notes. It's like I wrote down nothing of note whatsoever, and it's like yeah, because like it was just a nothing burger fight. I think it was more like the, it was more like the setup itself that was more that was more of the thing really. Yeah, this was. I think this was just like they needed another Jedi episode to get to episode thirteen. They needed another Jedi episode, so they just tossed that in there. Oh yes, yeah, so I wrote down here because like apparently, apparently off screen they they can't uh, Ray and Amy transformed, and like apparently yeah. um, Ray says something to the extent of, like we got to help out. We gotta help out Serena. I'm like, before you're just trying to spider, it's nice to nice to you to finally be concerned about it. Well, and, they they're a team. <laughs> oh, so yeah, I was wondering like, where do I write down this? Why do I write down, write down this particular note? So yeah, but even after, so after that, basically, um, Jedi, we cut back to Jedi who's like running back to the Negro to Negro Force HQ, back mm-hmm. back you know with his tail behind his legs just as he always is. And I wrote down tall tall Queen Bell because like, the astral projection of Queen Bell was like at least like. 12, 13 feet tall. And she's like, I will not accept I will not accept failure one more time. You have this is your last shot. Oh, oh, oh. okay. And then basically the, the basically the the, the whole the, the ship the, the, tends to the ship just become the ship the, the dialect ship becomes like you know it finally reveals its, its true its true like form and it's like this like rust it's this old rusty ship and I wrote down here, yep, everybody has tetanus now. Yeah, I mean that's what it looked like. It was very yeah. And this little bitty barge comes up to him. It's like, there's probably like a thousand people on this ship. You're going to have to make so many trips to get these people off of there. And yeah, basically, it just ends with like with Serena and Ray just having just like their big ring is like, oh, this and that, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, I think so, the, oh, the, the, before we moved on, though, I was just going to say the, the reason why I brought that up at the beginning that I think it's a, a, a dubism for them because at the beginning of the episode, he's like, I have to find out who Sailor Moon is. And the reason why I think that might be a dubism is because at the end out, it's like, I thought you wanted her to. Like, I thought you were trying to trap her. Like, what happened to that? Mm-hmm. Like, Jedi's very, very much not a reliable person. So one last note I wrote down here, because I think they mentioned Tuxedo Mask. And I wrote down, oh, yeah, we didn't see him in this episode. Yeah. Uh, no, he comes in at the very, very end. Does he? Yeah, because I, I have in my notes that uh, this is the beginning of, like, the Tuxedo Mask view. Because the big... The big thing with Ray and Serena. I thought it was, thought it was the last episode where they did that. No, that was this one. Are you sure? I have it. I said the real start of the Ray versus Serena for Tuxedo Mask feud. Oh my god! This is well, the one where she's like talking about how Tuxedo Mask is so dreamy, and Serena says she can't have him or something like that. Yeah, that, that's why. That's why I wrote down, and that, that's why I kind of realized, like, oh yeah, he was on this episode. He wasn't in this episode, but was I guess it? I was. I, I, I guess I got to pay more attention. I guess. I thought he was on that episode. Maybe not. No, you in this episode? No, I. I, I, I God dang! Someone's gonna correct us, and we're gonna be either completely right or completely wrong. And I'm like, oh my god! So if I'm right, I'm sorry, like in advance. I'm, I'm one. If, if Kyle Rider Free is right, I'll eat crow. Uh, Kyle Rider Free, if you're, if I'm right, um, I don't know. Just I don't know. But yeah, I, like, other than other, like like other than these weird, confusing things that we don't know what happened <laughs> between both of us, and we're not con- con- we're not connecting our notes together. I like this episode. I like this episode a lot. It was actually really funny. Um, I actually like the next episode a little bit more because that was a little bit more. Like, I felt that was like because that was like action packed. That was like like things happening at a mile per, a twenty mile like hundred miles per per hour, and like, I really liked that. But 
like like this had it had a lot of great it had like a lot of great interactions between Amy and Ray. Um, Serena being Serena being kind of like you know I don't know like I wouldn't say petty but like you know like it, it like like in in this weird like you know she wants to be a big she wants to be like a big nose and just like find out what's going on. She's like she like you know there's kind of an endearing charm and all those weird things with like Jedi and all that stuff. Kind of I don't know at the, at the end of the day I found this episode to be really charming. I don't think Tuxedo Mask was in this episode. Sorry, I was reading the plopsis for the, the, the episode, and I don't see them mention him, so I guess he wasn't in this episode. I knew it. No, he's not even on the cast list for this episode for the voice actors, so, yeah. Huh. I guess I guess they... Maybe it was, like, at the end of the cruise, they were talking about how next time they'll need boyfriends or something. Yes. Ray, Ray's like, oh, well, I'll just take Tuxedo Mask, and Serena's like, no, you that's can't. That's why I wrote it down. That's why I wrote... That's, that's what lets me like, oh, yeah, he wasn't in this episode. Wasn't. I gotta make sure because I I, I I need to go twist. Well, the next episode. Next episode is, is one of the ten better episodes in that's this. That's like one of my favorites of this last season. Um, so this is the episode where Jedi dies. Spoiler alert: Jedi's dead. Well, sort of. Jedi Jedi is no longer around. Let's put it that way. We'll talk about it more later. Um, but we start off the episode, of course, in the Nega Force because up until episode, I think twelve, actually, they still call it the Nega Force when it's the actual villains. Like I said, the 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 heroes called the Negaverse, and eventually that becomes the term that everyone uses. But for some reason, they. The, they must have recorded in a different studio or under a different director or something, or there wasn't enough communication. Like, I don't know. There's, there's, I, I when I, I said it in the first episode, there's going to be a couple of instances. The big ones are Negaverse versus Negaforce, the 46 different names for the Silver Crystal. And then we have a character that'll be introduced in the next episode whose name changes a lot too, which is going to be fun. Um, but this episode, okay. we, we start off. Yeah, and, it basically, started, um, it starts off with Queen Barrel writing. Like I wrote down here, it starts with Queen Barrel just just making him read the riot acts. Like she's like giving off like the third degree well, on here. Well, she starts off saying, "I'm so pleased with the energy you've collected," but every yeah. single time he's tried, Sailor Moon has stopped him. So he's technically not collected any energy, like at all. <laughs> yeah, and basically, it's like if you fail me one more time, I will put you to this. I will put you to sleep. That's so I, I realized it was that early when he made like, yeah, just no. And I wrote down, no, not to sleep, anything but that. Yeah, it, so, yeah. It, the way she says it's so great. I love the voice actress for Queen Barrel, but she's like, you'll be put into eternal sleep forever. Just like, why did she go so hard with that line? It was very I mean, intense. Well, why wouldn't you go? Why wouldn't you go hard on that line? I, that's the, I would go hard on that line if they presented it. <laughs> so, so, um, at this point. Nobody knows who the Sailor Scouts are, so that's a, that's an important part of this episode. So, um, something that we haven't really mentioned is their identities are a secret, and they've always conveniently either killed the person or, or like the monster that saw them transform, or would be using in Sailor Moon's case, be using the disguise pin so that it wasn't actually looking like her when she transformed. So Jedi doesn't know who Sailor Moon is. He doesn't know who any of the Sailor Scouts are. And so he decided that he's going to come up with this big plan to kill them slash find out who they are, which uh, I, I guess, like, but his his plan is to just appear in the sky as an apparition over Tokyo and just say, hey, Sailor Moon, come to the airport so we can fight. <laughs> I, I, I will tell you. I wrote down here, oh god, he's just transmitting his plans to everybody. 
literally the entirety of Tokyo, the millions of people that live in Tokyo. He's like, I know that bitch is one of them, so I'll find her this way. It's like, do you know how many people, like news people and like just curious people for like would just show up there? Like that would never work. This plan has zero chance of working. And the fact that it does work makes me angry. Yeah. Yeah. It, it did exactly the job that it wanted to. Oh my God. So yes, yeah, he's, trans so he's transmitting he's transmitting his plan to everybody. He says, if you don't do anything, this is what I'll do. And he just starts like he starts to like just like he just like burns everything down. Yeah, he sets Tokyo on fire, but it's an illusion. And I'm like, I was thinking, I was like, so we see we see the illusion of buildings burning. But what about people that were in those buildings? Did they just see fire all around them? <laughs> like <laughs> or did they see other buildings burning? I this this whole thing was just very confusing because when you watch it, it like I don't know about you, but when I watched this scene, embarrassingly enough, I watched it today. I was not very prepared. I'm sorry. But anyway, no, when I watched the scene today, uh before the episode or before we, we recorded, initially it looked because of the way it was framed. Because basically Serena's sitting in her bedroom looking out her window and she sees Jedi appear in the sky and Jedi's talking like he's talking directly to her. So at first it seemed like he found out who she was and was only showing this apparition to her. And it was just it was very confusing the way that they set this like apparition in the sky threatening message type of thing. Because I genuinely thought that he knew who she was for the first part of it. Um, but no, like it, he was just warning everybody in Tokyo um i i don't know yeah that, that's that's why i thought so too because because like she, before that it was cut just it was just cutting to it was cutting to like uh serena she's looking at the stars she's like oh and there's sagittarius there's aquarius and there's that there's cute boy andrew there's andrew and then took you i wrote down here i don't even already saints and saints say i wrote the same joke no <laughs> I said, I don't remember these Saint Seiya characters. <laughs> these <laughs> because the first one that she shows was uh, Cygnus, but she calls it Swan because that's like yeah. the American colloquial term for it. Yeah. But she's like, there's the Swan, and there's Andrew, and there's Tuxedo Mask. I was like, I don't remember these Saints from Saint Seiya. <laughs> Saint Seiya fans, get on that shit. It's uh, Tuxedo Mask Yoga or something like that. I don't fucking know. <laughs> So yeah, basically, it's, so basically, it's, so basically, Jedi is just—he just put a—he just put a, a like—he just did a huge announcement, pretty much put himself out there and out to the universe. Everybody knows his plan, and I like you all hear on the radio. Oh, there's you know this—they're they're closing down the—they're closing down the airport, and that's what everybody's and everybody's talking about it at the school. And yeah. Serena like, like becomes an adult for a minute because most obviously because she doesn't want her friends to get hurt because she knows yeah. that the threat's real. But she's like telling people, "Oh, you should go home and study. You shouldn't worry about what's going on." <laughs> and so Mr. Uno's like, "Oh my God, what's wrong with you? Are you sick or something?" Don't, don't like, worry about what's going on behind this big, big uh, curtain here. Don't pay any attention. <laughs> I wrote down here because there's there's a, there's a line here by Molly. I think she was I think she was um, chastising um, uh, uh, Melvin, and she's like she says like, "Oh, you should like you know like this is a, like we should be concerned about this yada yada yada." And I think Melvin says something back and. And the way that she, the way that they, the way that Mal, the voice actor says it, it's so funny. He says like, "Get a life," but like, I'm pretty <laughs> sure. But it's so weird. The cadence. I'm pretty sure it was written down on the paper. Like, get a life. But she like kind of phonetically just said it like 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 a, like one sentence. And Did it's like. There was a lot of that in this episode. There's another part later on when Mercury uses her Mercury bubbles. She says Mercury. 
and then she goes through the whole like spinning around and crossing her arms and then she goes like there, there, she goes mercury and then there's like this long silence bubbles blast and i'm just like what why did you do it like that that was weird that's not how she says it yeah so yes but but then but but then, but then she's hearing that she's hearing more and more students but more and more friends say it lorraine the the fat one the uh, fat one Oh my god, I should get canceled too with Luna and everything. Yeah, we're canceling Ramses. Lorraine says, it says, we should go to the airport. And I wrote down, Lorraine, for God's sakes, no, stop. Like, Lorraine, didn't you fucking see that that guy is going to murder Sailor Moon? Like, why would you go there? Yeah, and then Luna again, she's like, you should not be going down there because of this and that. And I wrote down, yeah, you shouldn't be going there at the airport because I have a date with one of the pilots. And then, like again afterwards, because I, oh, I think she said something else, and they wrote the, "Oh no, none of you guys are going after my man at the airport, Miss Haruna." Again, and then I wrote down again, like this all kind of comes together. It's like this is all my notes here. I I actually agree with with Serena. She is actually has the backbone to actually say what what has to be said at this point. So yeah, she's actually being a leader here. Yeah, she does that occasionally, which is nice. Mm-hmm. I, I I wish that I'd taken more notes because I know that there's a a scene where Serena and Darian run into each other and Darian says something mean to her and makes her start crying and like... Oh, because like, okay, so basically, basically, not before that we got to, because I wrote down, Andrew, Andrew's not having any of it because Andrew's also too like, is there something wrong with you, Serena? Because like, you're actually, actually, being, actually being serious for once. And oh, Andrew's yeah. like... And, and Andrew's like, you know what? You should be your bubbly self as usual. And then afterwards, he bumps into, bumps into Darian. Darian's like, you should, are you always that bubbly? You shouldn't be that bubbly. You have to like you have to concentrate a little bit more. And it's just like okay. Yeah, and then she starts crying, and like people like started concernedly like looking at her, like is she okay? Yeah. And then <laughs> I wrote down here. She whoops out. She whoops. She whoops out. She whoops out like Doctor Zoidberg. <laughs> I love it. But yeah. So they obviously they're gonna go fight Jedi. Like that's what we're building up to here. Um, this is. This is both one of the best fights in Sailor Moon and one of the worst fights in Sailor Moon. Yes. And I say that because of how, like, in reality, nothing happens. Like, almost nothing happens in this fight. But also, it's so absurd. And I don't feel like Sailor Moon ever truly hits this level of absurdity again. Like, just in straight up absurd nonsense. Because basically, they... they, uh, And this is from a series where it has time travel. Yeah, but I'm I'm just talking about like like At nonsensical bonkers bullcrap. Yeah, um, like most of the stuff, even like you know turning into a tennis ball or having like a, an enemy that's like a woman shaped like a shoe. Like all they all canonically like work together in a believable sense, and they set up this world of like monsters and magic and stuff like that. But Jedi's plan to kill Sailor Moon is to run her over with the Boeing jet. Yeah, I wrote down. We'll get to that later because like there's other things that happened before that. Because like I wrote down here, like basically they all meet at they all meet at the, at the they all meet the monorail station, and, the, and they're like, oh, there's no more monorails coming by, and then they the model, then there's like a monorail that's so, like you know just conveniently there's one that that's empty that's just for them. And I wrote down here, if I was Jedi, I'd kill him right there, and the, I'd kill him right there in the in the monorail. Yeah, and I've said this many times. Like Jedi has so many opportunities to just murder them but doesn't do it so he kind of deserved what he got like a lot of the i would say most of the other villains in sailor moon i don't feel like deserved the outcome that happened to them except for the amazon trio they had a good ending but most of the villains don't really deserve what happens to them like they 
they show you enough of the villains to make you care enough for them not to just outright be murdered. Um, but no, Jedi was just fucking stupid. Like he had so many opportunities to kill Sailor Moon and uh, kill all of them. And he just kept wasting everyone. He just, he really wanted to run them over with the jet. Like he said, I could just blow up this train and kill them while they're on it because I have the power to do that. I've shown that I have the power to do that. But instead, I think it would be hilarious if I ran her over with a plane. It's like, yeah. Why? So, <laughs> why? So, yeah. So, so, they, so they get to the airport, and you know, and I also wrote down there because, like, shouldn't the airport be, even with high security, shouldn't it like, be a lot more people? Well, they, they shut it down, remember? Yeah. And I also wrote down to, yeah, the days before TSA. <laughs> well, there were cops there, but he put them to sleep. Yeah. And then later on, there's uh, this, this skipping ahead a little bit, but like, just so he puts the cops to sleep. So those yeah. are real cops. But later in the episode, they get attacked by cops and they just straight up murder them. But luckily, they're not the actual cops that got put to sleep that have been hypnotized. They're just like mooks from the Negaforce. But like, I straight up thought they just murdered a bunch of cops at first. And I was like, holy shit. A-cab's oh, okay. Surreal. That's what I wrote down here. A cab, A cab Serena. <laughs> Serena said a cab. She just thank straight you. up said a cab. <laughs> okay, no, well, thank you. you just found the, we found our name of the episode. I was hoping you you you, you inspired so, me. Sailor Moon says a cab. <laughs> thank you. Yes. 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 <laughs> oh, good times. Yeah, good so, times. So, Jedi, so they they fight. They find Jedi. He's like he's doing his his rant. And I, I think before that, they're like like I think Ray and and Serena had like kind of have a spat. And I wrote down here. So they should have just killed him while they were bickering. Like, this well, is even, goes even more to the point. Well, the important part is that he saw them transform this time. Yes. Because they, they when they got onto, stupidly, when they got onto the monorail, they were in civilian form. I was like, why didn't they show up transformed? Like, they should have shown up transformed if they really were serious about keeping their identity secret. But no, they show up in their civilian form. And so they ride the monorail and they get there and they confront Jedi. And they transform in front of him. So he sees who they are now. This yeah. is really important to mention because we also find out at the end of this episode that Beryl is fucking stupid. Like, no, God. Like, every, all the villains in this, in this first season are so stupid, but I love them. Uh, but yeah, so they, they, Jedi decides that he, so they, they, he sends the police after them, but they're, they're not real police. But I forget who, like, I think it's Amy says, "Oh, oh no, Ray says they're made out of mud," and it's like, "How do you know that?" Like, I think she burned one of them. Real. I think she burnt one of them while using her attack. No, she because they they didn't want to kill them or hurt them at first because at first but I guess it, I guess it was one of those things where it's like they have to say it just to make sure it's like oh like you know they're not really hurting real people. Yeah, but I I don't know how they knew that, but they just, like Ray just confidently lights humans it's, on fire. It's the it's the it's, it's the whole. It's the it, it's the whole like you know I can see the parachutes from here the issue it's like they 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 try to like they, they try to like make sure it's like they, they don't worry yeah like, so they they add those dubisms in there to make sure that you know, we're not killing people for real uh, and then I I think it's Ray that says I've seen gorillas at the zoo prettier than you and I'm like oh deep never change never so, yeah, change yeah going back to what you were saying earlier from there it's like basically he took like his big his big plot is to just run them over with Boeing seven fifty sevens and I wrote down here. Run for your life! The thing's, the thing's going at five miles per hour! Well, not only that, it's like they have horrible turn radiuses. Just, like, run to the right. Like, 
like all you got to do is go in a different direction other than forward. They don't turn that well. I've been on a plane. They have to do these massive, big ass turnarounds because they're huge. So just walk slightly to the right and avoid it. Like it's, it's like it's serious. like it's like okay. I know a lot of people are like, oh my god, like 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 I I wish I had a tank so I can blow them up. I mean, if if you're like all you need to do is you get someone really really athletic, they can just run around it. Just go around. Just take a just take a turn to the left. And you'll and you'll and you'll and you'll be able to and you'll be able to dodge a tank if you if you're in that if you're in that situation. My pressure is more than so the there, gun at the top can turn, but this is just a plane that can go in one direction. Like yeah, so and it also and also too, it's like yeah, there there there's nothing special about them. They're like and I'm pretty sure it's like if they go anymore, that thing's just that thing's gonna like lift off and that that that's it. That they can't go any they can't go any faster than they can. So like okay, I'm gonna crush these guys with with planes and like yeah. But my my favorite part of this entire episode is uh, so and it actually happens almost back to back. So Ray sees the planes coming at them and she's like, OK, I'm just going to blow them up with my fire. And Luna tells her not to do it. And Luna's reasoning is it would take too long for her to save up her allowance to pay off the damage that they did. I'm like, girl, have you not seen any Marvel movie? The superheroes don't pay collateral damage. They just leave. That's why you have secret identities. Like you just walk away from it. Like let the. And then it's like too. And, and then again too, it's like you know before the episode before that they were on they were on like everybody in that ship that already has tetanus. Yeah, so they, like, they, they already they already are like public menaces as is. But then right after that, uh, they were they were like doing their speech against him, and she says, uh, I think it's Serena that says I need to label my notes better, but she says you use your powers for eagle for evil big mistake and i was like julia roberts moment just a big mistake huge huge okay yeah no okay and now i remember what i wrote that it's like you were helping me out. I wrote down, like, no it was actually because i because i think she says that and i wrote down here oh yeah that's not like she's gonna it's not like you've done worse than the last episode well i mean and technically it is a mistake because he is supposed to be a good guy but again they didn't know that at the time so that was just yeah. a dubism <laughs> oh and so ray uh, I, I can't remember what I said in the last episode. Luna said Negaverse in the last episode. Ray, Serena, and Amy, all three say Negaverse in this episode. So I just, uh, that's my thing. I'm keeping track of it um, because they're, you know, they're using their, their noggins. They, um, w was this the one where, was this episode where like they thought Tuxedo Mask was dead for a hot minute? Yeah, like, uh, because I think they, one they, on they, one with Jedi. Yeah, he, they would be one out outside the, and then they toss, he tossed him into the ocean and he's like, ha ha, he's dead now. So they they come up with a plan because now you know Tuxedo Mask is indisposed. So they come up with a plan. Their plan is Amy's going to use Mercury Bubbles Blast to create a fog. That's the plan. It's the same thing every damn episode. And I, and I wrote down here, you made things a lot worse, Amy. Yeah, like, well, well, they so Amy Amy decides that so Amy creates the fog. Ray and Amy run off somewhere so that it's only Sailor Moon being chased after by the plane. But then they don't really help, from what I remember. Do they help her? Because doesn't she just turn around and decide she's going to fight Jedi by herself? I think so. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. I remember what it is now. Yeah. She just she decides that she's going to fight Jedi, and Ray snuck up on him. That's what it was, and she put a uh, demon beyond uh, Shinto prayer thing on him. Yeah, she put, and she it put made a, she put a charm. Plane, yeah. Yeah, it made the planes come after him. Like, it made them be attracted to coming after him. And so the planes started chasing after him, and that's how they won. And he just kind of got the fuck out of there. Yeah, he just got There's the no fuck out of the day. This is our first non-monster of the day episode. Yeah, I, I, 
that's what, that is very true. But yeah, so basically, you, you look back to Nega Force HQ, to, and he's and he's like, I and he says, I know there's secret. Like, uh, and yeah. uh, I had enough of this shit, and she doesn't even give 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 him enough, enough moments to even listen to them, and <laughs> she and she puts him to the quote unquote sleep. Yeah, so Bar- Queen Barrel, who also wants to kill Sailor Moon and wants to find out Sailor Moon's identity because I she knows more than what she's letting on, obviously, because she remembers the past. So she knows that Sailor Moon showing up is a huge deal. And I'm sure she knows in the back of her mind that these are not the only Sailor Scouts, so they need to get rid of them quick. But he is literally, he, he went on a fact-finding mission to try and find out Sailor Moon's identity, comes back, says, I know Sailor Moon's identity. And then she's like, I don't even want to hear it and just freezes him. It's like, you couldn't have given, you couldn't have let him speak his piece and then freeze him. Like you still could have froze him, but at least listened to what he had to say. But like, nope, she so was just like, no, I don't, I don't give a fuck what you got to say. Just get out of, get out of my sight. Yeah. And, uh, she yeah, put- brings out Neflight, which I forgot that they call him Neflight instead of Nephrite. and it really, I can't remember if that's one of the things that they changed, but I don't think it is. I think that's just where they just named him something weird because nephlite isn't a thing they're all named after stones but nephlite isn't a stone it's nephrite i don't know I, 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 again it's, it's, it, it, it can go like it could be like what happened with uh like back in episode of jedi uh, what was it again that they called let me go back to my notes here uh uh because uh, i know i wrote down something stupid. I, I remember this uh hardly for more time please for god's sakes so anyway, so we we meet Neflight, who is our next general, who is um I'm gonna go ahead and say this because I, I made a tweet about it. Oh, no, so Solderite! They called it Solderite? Yes! I don't I, I don't remember that. We just watched that a month ago. <laughs> yes, that's why. Uh God. I wrote I wrote down that specifically like, that is such a strange name to give them. So it's like it could be one of those situations. Like we just, they just gave him that because like that was something that they had originally in, in the um, in, in that dub, like something like like way back when. It's like oh, fuck it. Well, the only the only one that they like full on changed the name of was Kunzite, and that's because they didn't want the word cunt yeah. <laughs> being being in somebody's name. Uh, understandable, but mm-hmm. uh, or the only villain I guess I should say that changed was that because uh, the villains are all based off of stones, which are common they're not english words but they're commonly used in the english language so they it wasn't like usagi or you know something like that or minako or whatever anyway so we meet neflite who is objectively the most attractive of the four uh, oh uh, yes which i say that knowing full well that two of them are gay uh, <laughs> but you know you know me i always got to go after the not gay one um the 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 one that there's no question whether he's straight or not is the one that i think is the hot one of course because i'm problematic like that mm. um but yeah Neflite is here we um or she she mentions that she's gonna summon him and he just like shows up for like a brief second but we get yeah, to we, see, we, we, still, we see we see him there's still we see him as a silhouette in the background yeah uh but yeah and then you find out the tuxedo mask is a dead at the very end of the episode like he, he says re- something but i can't remember what he does because I, I, like, I remember I think they said something like you didn't. Like, I think they actually do kind of confront him with him not doing anything. Like, yeah. Oh, he wrote. The, I would not remember now. He comes back and I think he says something like that. Like something to the extent of like, yeah, you know, I just I came here just in time. I wrote down here doing the last couple of episodes. And yeah, that's how the episode ends. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, so it's like yeah. So so Jedi is so Jedi is stuck in carbonite now. We're, we're gonna get into this. 
we're gonna do this our next gen one next time and like yeah like everyone had by had had fun by everybody so you're like other than other than that because like i know we all we, we both do the episode so you know any other thoughts on 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 this i just uh, this is the least like uh, i i really like this episode but i will say that i feel like this is the least memorable of the four generals deaths because the other ones die in such iconic moments like Zoicide's death is incredibly iconic Neflite's death is super iconic like it's a core memory from my childhood and this was I, I feel like this could have been the same like I like the episode and I don't necessarily think they should have changed anything but I feel like it was a little bit too comical with the planes if they had done some other kind of plan where because I understand that they needed some kind of buffer because they've already demonstrated that Neplite is much, much, much stronger at this point. Or sorry, Jedi, sorry, is much, much, much stronger at this point than the Sailor Scouts. And that like he's you know stopped Sailor Moon's tiara with his bare hands, you know, he's knocked them aside, he's beat the crap out of Tuxedo Mask. And so we know that in a one-on-one fight, they wouldn't stand a chance really. So they had to come up with something creative but i think that they could have could have come up with something other than this because it's a little goofy you know like try explaining this to your friend the plot of this episode and it's it just doesn't sound real or serious but uh yeah it's but that being said it's a well-written episode for what they did with it and it was a nice farewell to a villain that doesn't get a lot of love within the sailor moon like community so yeah it was good to see him go yeah, I love the episode. It was really fun. Like, like it, it had, it had, it had a bit of everything. It had the, it had the dubisms, but it also had like a lot of like it also, it also lent itself really well because like it's an absurd episode to start with. So a lot of the absurdity of the, of the episode itself was was lent itself really well too. So it's like it has it's it's like what I, it's the reason why I like that ep- like the episode last episode where we talked about that episode time bomb. Um, the reason why I liked that episode because it was such a ridiculous concept. Already in Japanese, that it, it just made it even like it. I don't know if it made it even better or worse in English. So it's like it, I, I think like this, this, like the inherent charm of, of the English version made this episode a little bit. Yeah, it's one so, of those episodes that they might have skipped if it wasn't so story heavy. Like, <laughs> and they did a good job with with it regardless. So why yeah. I'm going to episode eleven. Episode eleven, Neplide. Hello. <laughs> so I I love this. So this is where my. I, I'm like 99% sure because even as a kid, so um, I, I love making fun of the deep dub and the fact that they can't make up their mind what the names of characters and, and places and things are. And they change all the time. And like we talked about, like the Silver Crystal and Negaforce versus Negaverse. Maxfield Stanton, I'm almost positive he goes back and forth between Maxfield and Maxwell Stanton. And I've just, I'm almost, unless I just made that up, I'm because they haven't yet because he, he only appears named in this episode and he appears very briefly in the next episode in his civilian form um mm-hmm. but his civilian form name is maxville stanton um a couple of things that i like about this uh just before we get into the episode just kind of my general thoughts because th- there's a big tonal shift with this episode for a lot of reasons that we'll talk about um but the biggest one obviously is this new villain and i like that he consistently has the same civilian form and over the course of his appearance, they start to grow suspicious that he is with the Negaverse. And it's not like Jedi. Every time Jedi showed up in civilian form, he was a different, you know, costume or disguise or whatever. But every time Neflite is shows up 
out in Tokyo just walking about. He is as Max Field slash Maxwell Stanton. And I think that that um, they I think that they and, and there's other things about him that are incredibly different from Jedi. But I think they just really wanted a very different villain, a very different style altogether. And it just creates this really neat tonal shift that's not a bad tonal shift. Um, but essentially this episode is um, we find out that one of the big differences between Jedi and Nephilite is not only that Zoicide is there annoying him, which I completely forgot that she was there because yes, mm-hmm. Zoicide is a girl in the deep dub. I don't like it any more than anybody else, um, but I forgot that Zoicide was there, but also um, he, instead of targeting big groups of people to get energy, he believes in the stars and constellations, and he thinks that every person has a period of time where they are just outputting way too much energy. And so he wants to read the stars and find out who these people are and attack specifically just one person, which kind of becomes the norm going forward for basically most, if not all, of the remaining Salem seasons. Is that they start to focus on just one person at a time, take their energy or you know, to look at their dreams or check their star seed or whatever. Um, so the, this is the shift from attacking the masses to attacking just one person at a time. So uh, Neflight reads this. He, he lets Zoys, or he lets um, Queen Beryl know that he's going to read the stars and that he's going to find one specific person to go and take the energy from. And we get his iconic line everything is ruled by the stars <laughs> it just cracks me up every fucking time he says it <sighs> but yeah that, so that's that's basically Neflight and his we spend a good chunk of time at the beginning of the episode setting him specifically up yeah it, 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 yeah it's like basically just a big setup and I wrote down here yeah Neflight just saying a lot of a lot of fancy words to Queen Barrel just to make sure like yeah yeah yeah, yeah I got this I got this like <laughs> he's like I'm not gonna mess up like that guy before me certainly not <laughs> Yeah, he's I, like, yeah, he sounds like a used car salesman really trying to like make a sale, and it's like, and well, I remembered, and, I remembered Zoisite, like I, I remembered Zoisite and Neflite's appearances overlapping, and obviously Zoisite and Malachite's appearances overlap a lot because they're in a relationship together. Um, but I remember them overlapping, but I didn't remember them both being introduced immediately after Jedi died. Yeah, that that, that was that was that was one of my things. It's like. Like I, I could have sworn like they, they introduced them later, but yeah. I thought, but they, they, they kind of, they, they kind of like, they, they kind of sprout their appearances a little bit more. Interestingly, I, enough. I really did too, but I, I guess, I guess not because Zoisite like shows up, which is funny because like it, it makes me wonder why Zoisite specifically, because Zoisite didn't seem to have a problem at all with Jedi. Like we never saw them interact, but she wasn't there harassing him. Like she harasses Neflite all the time. Like she basically calls Neflite a loser constantly. And um, it just it's, it makes you wonder why specifically she doesn't like Neflite. I don't think they ever explain it. I think she just is there to be annoying. <laughs> yeah, sometimes, sometimes you sometimes you have a lot of um, sometimes you have a lot of, uh, of like villains like that. They're, they they just suddenly appear and they just like like they appear just so annoy just so annoy the just annoy the the antagonist as well. Like I was watching one of the. I went to the movies the other day. I went to see the Demon Slayer movie. It's like there was just a, there one of the bad guys just is there just to antagonize everybody else. So it's like it's kind of something that you kind of need. Mm-hmm. And another cool thing that I forgot to mention is most, I believe, at least most, if not all, of Neflite's monsters are based off of the Zodiac constellation. So mm-hmm. this episode we see his Sagittarius monster. So um, when he's 
deciding who he's gonna who who the stars have aligned to you know for the energy cons- or energy production to be crazy for he finds out that it's going to be katie sandler and she's under the sign of sagittarius and so he dispatches his sagittarius monster out to help with that um but he does so by um so so basically um he 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 introduces to katie and we immediately get moved over to a scene um involving serena i keep wanting to say usagi sorry serena and molly watching this girl play tennis she's a local high school tennis player who's mm-hmm. apparently really good and there's this really painful thing that they had to put in and it's only painful for people who have consumed a lot of japanese media and the reason why i say this is because molly calls katie her sister and yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Like, i didn't know you have a sister and she's like no i mean like we're really close and we've grown up and i think of her as my sister and that's something that's very common in japan it's like if your yeah, senpai is senpai yeah, your childhood friend is like your sister or your brother yeah. and you call them like that that's a very common thing to happen but they had to they could have just not they could have just said that they were good friends so the the fact that they like translated that verbatim and then had to have like a long-winded explanation for it was just very bizarre like especially for 90s dubs that that they, they would go that far but it was also kind of cool to kind of still have a little bit of the Japanese culture preserved in that because that is a very Japanese slash you know Asian thing to do. Yeah, that's why I wrote down here like when when they, when they were talking about that it's like it's a very roundabout way to to do the senpai thing without really addressing like what what it is in Japanese to English. So it's like well, if it's you not, were well on? It's not even senpai like the the a lot of times they'll call each other like literally the Japanese word for brother or sister. Yeah, and not be related, but they're calling each other that because they're like close childhood friends. So yeah, so basically, so basically, this Ferrari's hauling ass at like it's hauling ass. And we find <laughs> out, and we find out later that it's that it's a guy that the guy driving the Ferrari is a guy named Maxfield Stanton. Maybe Maxwell. We never know. <laughs> we'll find yeah, out. I wrote, I wrote I wrote down here Maxfield because like it was like I, I, I I'm I, I'm morally curious. It's like Maxfield, and in so the I, next episode he doesn't say his name, but I'm pretty sure in one of the episodes they call him Maxwell, but. Um, I think that's when Molly falls starts to fall in love with him. I think Molly calls him Maxwell for some reason. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah. So he he's like hauling ass to get there. And I wrote down here too. I wrote down here. Where's the niggers have the money for that Ferrari? And they were like, well, that goes back to the discussion we had earlier. It's like, how did the hell did he plan all this? Well, I mean, they have they've got that bank account from the gym and from the cruise and everything. So maybe he just cashed it. And in. also, also, also too, I forgot. Like Jedi, like um, that's right. Um, he has like a fucking um mansion in like the middle of fucking nowhere. It's like a like abandoned, dilapidated mansion, but yeah. <laughs> but that's that's a, that's a lot of dose you gotta like get for a mansion like that. I think he just didn't want to be around Barrel twenty four seven. He's like, I can't stand this woman. I gotta be gone. Yeah, that was that was that was Jedi's biggest mistake. <laughs> it just... so, yeah, he, so 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 basically he goes. So basically, um, Nefrite is like, okay, I like I'm a, I'm a big shot like talk, um, soccer. Um, I'm a big shot tennis agent, and like I can show and like you know I want I'm looking at you. And and basically, he strikes his he strikes his hand to like put energy into the tennis racket. Yeah, he, like, he like make he he basically his whole thing is he gives them some kind of conduit to like hone their energy, and hers is a tennis racket. Yeah. And so he he like uses the he like puts his powers on the tennis racket, whatever, and makes it become a conduit. And basically, is just an energy drainer for her like massive energy output. 
but it has a side effect of making her like batshit crazy. <laughs> um, but he does say Negaforce there. I wanted to bring that up because it's this is going to be again. Really we're, we're we're take a drink, guys. Take a swig. Take a swig. <laughs> but, take, a swig uh, take a swig of Tang. We're not we don't endorse it. We don't want to endorse getting you. We don't endorse anybody like like getting getting like horribly horribly drunk. So if you're if you're doing if you're playing that game with us, it's Tang. Just drink some Tang. So yeah, I wrote down here too because like going back to going back to this, like you know, he he intentionally strikes at, it, at his hand and like, man, you broke his hand, just you broke this poor girl's hand just so you could do that. He's just been like, hey, can I see our racket for a minute? <laughs> He's not the nicest person. I mean, I know, but still, it's just like, oh yeah, yeah. it's like you got like you could like you could have done something a little bit more less overt, like something that like, doesn't get everybody's attention. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. I wrote down here because, like, the, the, like I wrote down here because, like, I also got a couple of notes back from from uh, Corzo Moon, like, uh, about about Netflight. Um, this is actually the guy, the voice actor for him, um, Kevin Lunn. This is his first. This is his only major role he's had. Really? And that he nailed it in the first try. Apparently, apparently there was something that he, they liked about his voice, and he just got the role like right away. Wow. And I wrote down here. And I wrote down here. His Netflight voice is actually kind of cool. Like, it's actually. It's, it, I love that because he's like, yeah, here, have this. Take this, take this racket. I'm very sorry. It's like a very pot. He's like very, very proper, but like there's like a bit of a charm to it. To the point where I'm like, yeah, yeah, I can see why you have, I can see why you have a crush on him, Kyle Rider Furry. I can see where you, I can see where you got that crush coming from. Okay, he, so I, I fell for it too. Let me explain. I used to have a crush on Malachi. Like I thought Malachi was the hottest of the four when I was younger. Like the, he was, he was the one that I liked. But yeah. then the live action Sailor Moon came out, and then the live action Sailor Moon. Neflight has red hair in his color, like he he has a red motif instead. Yeah. I, think he, I think in this he has an orange motif, orange or yellow. Yeah. Um, uh, but, I think it's orange. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's orange. Uh, but it's the in in this one you can only tell their colors by what their jacket is lined in because they all have the same uniform except for Kunzite Malachite, uh -huh. slightly different one. But the only way you can tell the difference between the uniforms is the color they're lined in. But in the live action one, he has this like full extravagant red outfit. He's got red hair. He's much more of a like gritty, like angry, like um your typical like bad boy type of character. Mm. Like and yeah, so yeah, I fell yeah. in love with him then. And when I rewatched Sailor Moon a little while after I watched that, I was just like I was an idiot. Like Nephrite is the shit. Like Nephrite. Yeah, he, he has this entire charm, man. It's like he like he, he turns on that charm factor to like twenty, and it's made even I, work. It's made even better in this dub where it's like, like he he's like like when he's when he's in his civilian Max Maxfield Stanton Maxwell Stanton form, he's just like like you can't be helped but be enamored. I just I I I love him so much. Yeah, we all do. So oh my god, this is. But Luna, I think I think I think I think I think I think these next couple episodes we're gonna start confessing our loves because like this I really like this part like I, I like this part up to up to his up to his passing just mwah, the awesome stuff. But so, go on. I, there's a, a small scene. The only reason I bring it up is because it has more uh, naming misnomers in it. Uh, Luna decides to go back and check in with the mysterious leader who we all know as Artemis, um, but. Both of them say Negaverse, just, uh -huh. just so you know, in this scene. Um, and then immediately after that, Ray says something about the Negaverse in another scene. So it, it very much is, my, my running theory is that in these first batches, because they probably recorded them in batches, especially since, you know, Jedi, the, the voice actor for Jedi was only needed for 10 episodes. So I'm sure they recorded them in big batches and stuff. And I bet you that, like, it was just 
a misnomer that got picked up and it I bet you it was even probably in the script correctly and they just kept misreading it and going with it. Yeah, but. that sounds about right because when because like if, from what we know now from like from, from interviews from the voice actors from Canada, it was like a, it was essentially it was essentially like a grindhouse. Like they they said they would that's where they would send you to um like they had like twelve hour shifts and stuff like that. It was like the old days of when they used to do dubs um like in the United States where it's just like okay but okay, okay, Peter Cullen, uh, Frank Welker, and all the other guys. We're gonna put you in a room, and we're gonna make you record. We're gonna make you record this show about this, these funny little robots for like twelve hours. Instead, it's like okay, it's and now. It's, but instead, now it's like okay, we're gonna we're gonna get the we're gonna, we're gonna get like Laura Bailey and not Laura Bailey. We're, we're gonna all get all the Canadian actors, and we're gonna put them in a room for like a couple of hours, for like twelve hours. We're gonna make you like read about. These, we're gonna make you like read this um scripts off on um, as we wrote them. Oh, this funny little cartoon we found from Japan. Well, like back in the day, just this is this is a little bit of sidetrack, but it's just me sharing the knowledge that is locked away in my brain. Um, so I used to be super obsessed with voice actors back in the ADV days. I was uh, my dream was to be a voice actor at ADV in Dallas. Like that was that I was going to move to Dallas. That was going to be my life. I was going to be a voice actor for anime. You know, I had seen other people rise to prominence and do that and be successful at it. And and so that was going to be me. And so I watched a lot of behind the scenes videos. I listened to audio commentaries on DVDs and all that kind of stuff. Um, apparently, one of the big practices with most of the dubbing uh, companies is if you you only got pages for scenes with your character in it you wouldn't get the whole script you would just get the bits that you were supposed to record if you were going back and forth with somebody obviously you would get their responses to you but if you weren't in a scene you didn't get those pages and the reason why i know this is because there um there's an anime called pre-tier which was not very famous um, i'm actually hoping to do an episode of ancient anime on it coming up in the future sometime this year um but there was a character, she was a magical girl. It was another magical girl show, but her dad didn't find out until the last episode that um, she was a magical girl. And all of his interactions with her was that, you know, um, the, the basically her dad remarried and the girl, the daughter was really close to the mom and she didn't like the new stepmom. So uh, the guy that was recording the dad for the voice for the dad up until the last episode of recording, he thought that this was like a slice of life series about a girl that was trying to adjust to a new family. Because that's the only part of the script that he got. So uh -oh. his reaction, when when it got to episode 12 or 13 or whatever it was, when he found out that she's a magical girl, his reaction was genuine. Like, he was genuinely surprised because he had no clue that, <laughs> that this was a magical girl show. He was just recording as his dad, you know. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty sure that was similar to this. Like they were probably kept in the dark about stuff that, that wasn't involving their character. And it might, it probably wasn't even intentionally. It's probably just for necessity, to be honest with you, because they, with, with voice acting, you can do that from any studio as long as they've got the right equipment. So there's no reason for them to give you all the background information. You just need to come in and do your voice and your job, you know, that kind of stuff. So I'm sure that's what happened. Sorry to get super sidetracked there. No, uh, no, no, no. I, I, it provides, it gives us a little what's, what's been going on here. Cause I think this gives us a, I, 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 you know, a lot of it too, it's like, like a lot, I think like in all seriousness, like we may, we may make, we, we may make fun of like, like the dubisms, like, you know, Negaforce, Negaforce, Maxwell Stanton, Max Field Stanton, and all that stuff. But I'm pretty sure that at the end of the day, if we were to, if like, 
if we were to take if we were to take a guess as to like what happened exactly, like what was like the exact issue, like why there are so many inconsistencies in the dub and stuff like that, it has to be that. Cause like they're pretty sure they, they had everything at Provatum and like they just couldn't keep track of like what they were doing. So it's like, like so again, oh, we, we, we we make fun of all this, but at the same time too, there's like and that's what I was running in the big I'm gonna go from just really quick tangent. Um I know a lot of people are like like give like you know they say stuff like oh like you know um I lost my train of thought here. But the, basically what I'm trying to say is that you know like there's so there's okay people want to make a big deal about like conspiracy theories that like you know oh they're doing this and this like no like at the end of the day it's Oakham's razor. It's the simplest the simplest answer is the correct answer and in this case the simplest answer is like they just like with the kind of recordings they have to do it's like eventually eventually a lot of stuff like eventually stuff just gets lost because like they're inconsistent like there's no one right there to be to like yeah the the simplest answer is that this was a show that was being imported that had no brand recognition in the united states so they were going to have to start from the ground level up and they just didn't think it was going to be that successful they thought this was going to be something that they could do cheaply which they did and throw onto like some channel like USA Network or Cartoon Network as a syndicated show and just make money off of the the um, royalties from syndication. And that's, to be fair, that's kind of what they did. But I don't think they realized it was going to be the phenomenon that it ended up being. They probably thought it was just going to be another kid's show because there was hundreds of them. There's like... Who out there remembers that? I don't even remember the name of it. It was like extreme dinosaurs or something. It was like weirdly muscular humanoid dinosaur people that lasted. Yeah, it's a, it's a spinoff. Like, that's a spinoff of um, Street Sharks. Yeah, like, but nobody cared. Like, it, it was there for one season. It was gone. They made their money off of the toys and the syndication. They left, and I think that's what Deke was planning to do here. They were just like, we're gonna make as much money for as little amount of effort as we can. And unfortunately, you know, that resulted in some of these dubisms and some of these, these weird name naming conventions and, you know, weirdly timed lines. That's like, if they put just a little bit more effort into it, they could have had them re-record that line and say it better, but they probably just used the first take because they probably didn't care. Yeah. Like that's just, uh, we, I mean, we know that from like, if, if, people who listen to this, I know a lot of you also listen to our St. Sam podcast that we do, but like when we interviewed the, um, I'm blanking on her name, why am I blanking on her name? Um, uh, Renaissance Atlantic. Um, uh, Sharp. Uh, yeah. When we interviewed Miss Sharp, like she, she plainly told us that most of the time this was just a job to her. And, I'm, yeah. and she said that it was like that for a lot of people. I'm sure there's people out there that saw Sailor Moon and thought that it looked really cool and became fans. There might have even been people that were fans going into it because, you know, people do travel around other countries. It was popular in, like, Italy, and it was popular in Japan, of course, and around Asia. So it's possible that some of them were already fans or some of them became fans. But for the most part, this was a job to most people. And it wasn't a job that was going to pay the actors well. And it wasn't a lot of job that they wanted to waste a lot of money on studio time on. So I'm sure that they really did just plow through this. Like, or otherwise these like naming inconsistencies would have been caught and they would have re-recorded some lines, but they just they didn't want to put the money and effort into it. And that's not a dig at them whatsoever. It's just that's how the climate was at the time. Yeah. You know, I, wow, we we like we took such a weird we got we got <laughs> we got scale it back here. So um, so yeah, basically, so basically, now that we know that the fact that the, that the I forgot the person, um, Katie, the, Katie, you took over Katie's tennis racket and she's like, she's killing everybody. I wrote down here, yeah, you're killing everybody, man. Stop, 
Yeah, that, I mean, that's one of the reasons why I felt okay to go on a tangent because so much of this episode is just her being an asshole to other tennis players. Like, there's like three different scenes of her just being the worst human alive to these other tennis players. Oh, you want to talk about a nothing burger episode next episode? Like, there is absolutely aggressive dog on. Oh, boy. Anyway. So, basically, yeah, so basically, so, so basically, um, so, so Molly is concerned about it. And they bump into it. Oh, you know, there's something really wrong. I like the fact it's like, you know, they show, they show like a flashback, but she's like, you can clearly tell there was like something they were supposed to put, like they were supposed to say it, but they never really, they never really put the, they never really put the, they never really put the voices in. So it's just a bunch of flashbacks that we're, that we're seeing, but it's like, I'm pretty sure that at this point, it's like, she's absolutely, I'm pretty sure if we're taking, if we're taking everything at face value, what the show is doing, I'm pretty sure she's just staring off to like the infinity beyond just like thinking of all this. Well, so, well, Serena's like, uh, <laughs> Like, with the flies going into her mouth, like, what is going on with this? Both of them with their other flies going into their mouths, because, like, she's she's having a flashback, and she's not knowing what the fuck is going on. She's like, so, yeah, oh, there was another, there's another plot point about this episode. Basically, they're, 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 basically throughout the episode, they're chastising Serena for being kind of, like, being kind of, like, you know, being kind of a weakling. Oh, God, like, we've seen episodes where she does things before, and she, we've seen her, we've seen her, like, in previous episodes where she's actually being more proactive, and yet they're still kind of chastising her for that. And yeah, yeah. So basically, it's like basically the monster appears because like they finally re- they finally reach, they finally reach the apex of their power, and they uh, and the monster just starts wreaking, wreaking havoc on everything. Uh, Serena transforms to Stella Moon, and I wrote down here, and she and she gets into trouble right away. And I wrote down here, you did this, Ray and Luna. You two just you made your you you two made this. You you if it weren't for you two, this one would not have happened. <laughs> it is true. Like, like she got, she got trapped. Like, the reason why she's a tennis ball is because both of them were, both of them were chastising them for being, for, for being weak and being a crybaby, which is true. But she's also so, but she's also shown moments where she's also very competent. So it's like, so I'm like, this is all, this is all, the blood is on your hands. It's not on, not on, not on Serena's hands. True. And so, and then so Tuxedo Mask appears, and like, like I think they're trying to give more. To, I think they're trying to give Tuxedo Mask more to do other than just being a guy that throws a, that throws a rose. Because yeah, he throws a rose, and and he's and he and he, and he, up, and he up uses his his um his cane like Goku's staff from Dragon Ball. Little baton. Yeah, well, it, it's a cane. But like I, I wrote down here, yeah, you saw that shit from Goku, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, and and yeah, like you said, this. Sorry, I was. I was trying to read and talk at the same time. Not my, not one of my talents that I have. Um, I don't think anybody can. But, but uh, yeah, so the, basically, she Sailor Moon Serena decides that she's going to fight this monster because they were mocking her earlier that mm-hmm. like she could never do anything by herself. Like Luna even says that she's so thankful that Amy and Ray are there because if it was just Serena, the Negaforce would have Negaverse, sorry, would have completely destroyed Earth by now. And it's just like they just. That was not necessary. That was actually mean. <laughs> like, like I understand they're playful back and forth. That was actually mean. So that's what so Serena is like determined to kill this monster by herself. Technically, she has Tuxedo Mask's help, but also, you know, she does not need. It, she, I think, more so what she was trying to prove is that she doesn't need Amy and Ray to be successful in defeating, you know, monsters of the week or whatever. Uh, but yeah, that that was. It's a bit of a weird one because I don't know. They they get Kate, they they destroy the monster. Katie's racket breaks and she turns back into her regular self. And 
basically the episode just ends right there. Like they there's there's a quick scene where Molly's like, Katie had a severe case of amnesia and doesn't remember anything, but it's okay now. And it's like, is it like girl lost like a full like, 24 hours of her life and nobody's concerned? <laughs> yeah. Like there's, there's, a, there's like a pile, there's a pile of, there's a pile of, there's a pile of people like, like they sent to the ER with like injuries involving like rackets, right. like, like tennis balls being struck right at their face. She's got like 15 restraining orders and she has no idea what happened. Oh, speaking of which, oh my God, speaking of which, okay, going back, let's go, let me one last note going way back because like this, because Nephrite is an awesome character. So that's why he does a sick, he does a sick move to go, to go, to get into the, to get into the court. Oh yeah, he like flips over the the. And they say you shouldn't be here. It's only members only. <laughs> and and he, he just goes in, and just starts and, start, and does all that, does all of his stuff. And I wrote down here, uh, I wrote here. Oh, so you know you you can't be you can't be here, but for that sweet that sweet entrance, you can you can play with us. It's like yeah, you shouldn't be here, but that was pretty cool. <laughs> that was freaking sweet. That, that that was a sweet flip you did. So it's like, yeah, that that's an automatic entrance to our country. <laughs> I I really so I one thing that I wish because again I said that, like I my history of watching Sailor Moon is very complicated because when I was younger and I I think I've said this on every podcast that I've been on but I'm not a big fan of origin stories I much prefer to start off with the team all together and not having to take full episodes out to explain why somebody like what a person's motivations are or something like that. I understand they're necessary. I, but like, it's like, how many times do we need to see Spider-Man's origin story? We've got like six Spider-Man origin story movies. We don't need another one. Please, for the love of God, Marvel, do not give us another damn origin story for Spider-Man. But this, it's a, it's a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke. I read from another podcast. I listen to like, <laughs> the weekly planet. Where they like, how many times do we have to see uncle Ben die? Yeah, He just keeps dying. But and then fucking his aunt just gets younger every time too, which is a little creepy. Anyways, anyway, going. What I was what I was gonna say though is, um, I just completely oh origin story. Sorry. Um, so I I don't watch season one very often, and it's that's the reason why. And I understand that it goes far beyond that, but I I watched it a lot when I was younger. But as an adult, I've probably only watched the season through a couple of times, and. I know for sure that I watched it in Japanese once because I had those ADV big, thick, blue box sets that came mm-hmm. out that were really, really terrible quality because they also had really... because there, there was, There's there been a lot of drama over like the Sailor Moon Masters. They thought they were lost for a while, I believe, but then Japan came out with these beautiful Blu-rays. But then when Viz licensed it, like ADV got the crappy ones because that was before the Blu-rays came out, obviously. And then when Viz got it, Viz didn't get the Blu-ray copies that we now know existed, so there was a lot of drama over that. But anyway, so I, I haven't watched the, the first season in its like Japanese native format or the new dub in a very long time. Actually, I've never watched the new dub in the first season, um, but as the original Japanese has been a long time. I want to know if it was a dub thing where Neflite's monsters were based off of constellations, or if that was a Japanese thing. Because and the reason why I ask that is because there's several of the monsters that are based off of constellations. There, there's this one which he explicitly says is Sagittarius. There's a Gemini one. There's a Leo one. Um, I think there's at least one more. But um, there, there's ones that are very explicitly constellation based. But in the next episode, in episode twelve, this monster is does not seem to be constellation based. It is still very much based in greek nomenclature 
but it's not a constellation. So I, I don't know. I, I just, I, I think it would be, would have been more interesting if he, in his basically 12 episode run, if he had gotten all, all constellation monsters, but what can you do? Yeah, I think I think I think they realize that like he's eventually gonna have to gonna run out of something. It's not gonna work. But it has to eventually throw in a little bit more, like to, to, to like pad out the pad out the time in the episode. So yeah, it's just, it's very weird. But I digress. Um, so the it, episode. So, oh, so yeah, go on. No, no, no. I was gonna I was gonna wrap things up, but I was gonna say that brings us to episode twelve. Yeah, I was um, gonna say like one. Last, I was gonna say your final thoughts on the episode, but I think we all kind of like we all kind of like have the same thing where it's like. It's way too formula. It got it got way too formulaic, way too quick. There's some glimmers of good things in it, but I think it just like I think like like after after such a great episode, like going into that, I was like, oh my god, it's, I felt so deflated, and then we're, it's gonna get even more deflated. Well, I didn't. I, I wouldn't say that I felt deflated with with episode eleven. I because I really like I said, I really like Neflite a lot, and so I was excited to see him. I was excited to see Zoisite because Zoisite's one of my favorite all time characters again for Sailor Moon. And so it, it was fun, but the problem is, is like you said, we we start we, we see what his pattern's gonna be like, and that's probably gonna be most of his episodes, unfortunately, because it's just kind of how anime goes. So it's really gonna be hit and miss until we get back to the plot heavy episode, because some of these episodes, because the one thing that people complain about all the time with Sailor Moon, specifically the first season, that I don't agree with, is they say there's too much filler. And we we found out that that wasn't true when Sailor Moon Crystal came out because everybody said, I don't want all the filler. I want them to just adapt the manga, just do the manga. So Crystal did the manga. And in the manga, chapter one is Serena turning into Sailor Moon. Chapter two is Amy becoming Mercury. Chapter three is Ray becoming Mars. Chapter four is Lita becoming Jupiter. Chapter five is, you know, the ball episode or something like that. And then chapter six is, you know, Venus joining the crew. It's at a breakneck speed. It's very, very fast paced. And it's it doesn't leave a lot for the characters to interact together. So technically, yes, these episodes are filler to an extent. They're still moving the plot forward. Um, I believe it was, it was either in episode 11 or 12, we get mention of the princess for the first time. I think it was 11, actually. Um, oh, no, it's episode 12. Where Luna's just like, hey, by the way, I need to find the moon princess, which what have you been doing for 12 episodes? Um, but I digress. But but I don't see them as filler because we're these characters, we're seeing them interact and they're building their friendships. And when you get to the end where, spoiler alert, they all die, um, it's much more emotional than it was. To me personally, it was much more emotional than in the manga because we've seen their friendship and seen their ups and downs and we've seen like for instance serena and ray going from literally at each other's throats to having each other's back the whole time and amy kind of blossoming from being this quiet you know soft-spoken person or assertive and lita learning how to solve problems other than violence you know we've seen them grow throughout these quote filler episodes so i don't agree that these are filler by at definition but the problem is is that when they're not moving the plot forward it's very very reliant on the episode specific people and i just don't feel like katie was a particularly interesting character the show didn't give her a chance to even be her own character she got possessed very 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 quickly and kind of became this meaning person and we had to learn most of our information about who she is and her motives through molly and it just made it feel like it, I wouldn't say bad. It just felt weird because 
in these in these episodes where they're not moving the plot forward, it's reliant on how much you care about these characters that are only going to be in the episode for, or in the series for one episode. Because most of these people, with a few very few exceptions, never show up ever again. These people that get attacked by the monsters of the week hardly ever show up ever again. Uh, yeah, it's a it's, it's a very complicated thing to really describe because I I agree with a lot of um, because like you know like what if uh, first first of all let me, let me address the whole issue. like when it comes to stuff like that it's like I really do honestly believe that like the like the internet culture of the two thousands we have fucking destroyed a lot of our language and like where what the perception of how how things are are, are made and stuff like that. Cause like they don't know what filler is, they don't know what what this is. What you know? Because I recently there was a thread like you know saying this like you know that because like again you you're actually hitting a lot of the points. But a lot of people nowadays don't know what filler is, and they say like when an episode doesn't progress things further, or it's like you know it doesn't give like a real it doesn't like really progress the the stuff. When it doesn't really progress the story forward. It's considered filler. When it's like you know we have like when it's like you know when it's like character when it's like a more when it's more like character moment things that pass to um and I think this was a reference to the the new Last of Us TV show where they had an episode with Ellie and mm-hmm. the people were like oh my god why are you not why are we focused on Ellie we want to see more we want to see more we want to see we want to see what more what's going on with the story but it's like Ellie is very important and you need to know you need to know the, you need to know the human side of Ellie a little bit more and something when you get a show like that you like you have to specifically with the character and I'm, I'm only laughing because I was one of those people and it's I wasn't calling it filler I, there was a lot of people that called it filler because I'm I am watching The Last of Us we need to talk about that later I don't think we've talked about that yet I haven't um, seen it yet so you're uh, you're talking to the wrong person well you need to watch it um, but I've been watching it every week since episode two because I I knew they when they said that uh, um, Offerman was going to be in episode three before uh-huh. I knew even what character he was playing. I was like, I'm going to watch this because I love him. But um, I, I I felt that frustration. I didn't see it as a filler episode. Like A lot of people were calling it filler. It's not filler. It's very, very important to the foundation of Ellie as a character and why she acts like she acts and especially why she acts the way she acted in the very first episode. And there's a lot of callbacks to um, where she just outright lied, and this uh, that episode like calls her out. It doesn't it doesn't call her out, but if you remember the things she said in the first episode, she definitely was lying all throughout the very first episode. And this episode shows that, so it's an important episode. But I also agree that I really want to know what's happening in main timeline because it's very intense what's going on. And they spent over an hour on this flash live through this situation who's going to die through this situation and it's very frustrating but so i 100 understand but that's why i was laughing because i am in love with that show it's just so beautiful and so well done but anyway yeah like like people like true filler is where nothing is gained from the you want to know what true filler is you want to know what true absolute true filler is is that episode of sailor moon in sailor moon r where 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 where, where rini get, get meets that meets that dinosaur that's filler. Yeah. Things that will never be mentioned again have no impact on the character. Like episode 12, to kind of to kind of reel us back in to the topic that we're talking about. Episode 12, a lot of people would probably say is a filler episode. Number one, because the it, it, it doesn't spend a lot of time making you care about this person that gets turned into a monster. This old grandpa, uh, this old caretaker man. Because uh, the basic plot of this episode, well, what what the episode tells you it's about versus what actually happens is very starkly different, first of all. But what they the setup that they provide you is that Amy likes to go to this park 
Over the over the years of her going to this park, she's met the caretaker and become friends with him. He recently told her that the park was about to be demolished and become a uh, shopping center, or apartment complex, or something like become. It was a, it was a, it was a, it was like it was like an office complex. So yeah, it's not any above. Yeah. So it, it, it but they were going to bulldoze the park and build real estate on it, basically, and that was supposed to be the plot of the the episode. That's where Neflight focuses his attention to but the actual plot of the episode is ray wanting to get closer to darian and ray mm -hmm. thinks that darian's cute and this sets up a like little mini story arc where ray and darian actually briefly date and it's actually really important later in the series when you find out that serena and darian are destined to be together and it's it creates this weird dynamic between the two of them where ray starts to like ray feels kind of guilty because once she finds out that that's like her destined husband and the fate of the planet is depending on the two of them coming together and uniting Tokyo into crystal Tokyo. I know I'm getting kind of far ahead here, but, but like she, she, there's this, uh, this really awkward moment where she feels bad for trying to take Darian and, and make him hers. So this is actually a fairly important episode, but on the surface, it feels like a filler episode. So that's a really, it's a good example of what you're saying. Like people don't know what a filler episode is because I bet you there's plenty of lists out there that say, Oh, here are the episodes of Sailor Moon that you can skip. And this was probably one of them because other than that, it doesn't, no other major plot points really come up. Um, and by that, I mean, like, last episode was necessary because it introduced Neflight officially, like, formally introduced Neflight and had and Zoicide and had them, like, his first attempt. So that was, that was a necessary episode. That was definitely not filler. But this one was kind of what we were talking about the last episode, where we're settling into the routine of Neflight finding somebody that, as the stars have told him, are about to produce a bunch of energy, so he's going to go, you know, curse them with this monster to like suck them up, their energy out, you know. So this could very easily be misconstrued as a filler episode, and I could really see where somebody would think that, but it's really not. Like, and, it, also, it, and also, the thing is, with episode twelve, episode twelve, there's, 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 there's small things, that, and I wrote down here is like, I, I may have been. I may have been dismissive because, like, it, it, I, mean, I wasn't dismissive. Of, I wasn't dismissive of, like of, of its importance. I was more dismissive of the fact like it felt like, like I, under, I understand that some, I understand there's things happening, but at the same time too, it was, it was more like I just couldn't find anything because I felt like I felt like I was going through like, the motions. I felt like I was going through the motions. I didn't really have much to work with. I and think... oh, so like, the, but there's one thing that 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 stood on my mind, and that was the fact that, like during that whole thing with Ray and Darian. They get we get to see a little bit of glimpses as to like what's going like why he's always like we get to see like him being able like why he's he's there why what happens when the, when they first uh nigga first nigga first attack happens. Yeah, like, I, <laughs> yeah I wrote down here I uh, Darian is uh, Darian inspires and just tingling. He's like going into cardiac arrest almost. Yeah. So like it does help it does help it helps on, on that uh, so it helps on that end as well, where it's like it gives us these small glimpses. It's just like it's just things are just kind of prolonged. By I think I think I think the thing is it's just it things things are just they had to stretch it out for so long because like you know again we go back to like what we we're saying like you have to make episode commitments and whatnot. So and yeah, I mean you had and like you hit up the whole entire thing like basically um, uh, Netflight appears doesn't even say anything he just takes over this this old guy's uh it's old no, takes over this old guy's um thing. He no because he he asked the old man something along the lines of like. You you really want to save this park or something like that, and then because the notes is in my notes, I was like, 
Neflite has the perfect way to save the park, and it's terrorism. <laughs> yes. And I also wrote down here, like, because, like, the old man starts summoning, summoning at, at plants and animals, and I'm like, is this secretly a Jedi plant disguised as a Neflite plant, isn't it? It really did feel like it. It, it, like, I, felt like, it, I, felt, I felt like an idea that they, they, they wanted to use in the previous in the previous season that they're like, let's just use it on this and see what happens. Yeah, I like th- my main gripe with this episode, um, and I, I feel like we're oh, gonna God. cross over some of the stuff with this episode just because it it was a while while I did just staunchly defend this episode, it is a little boring. Yeah, um, this is not the peak, this is not peak Sailor Moon. It's a necessary watch, and I do I, I never recommend skipping any episodes of a show unless it's Naruto and you're to that the end where they were just ready to go into Shippuden and they just had like a hundred episodes of nothing. Yeah. Um, unless it's that show, I really don't recommend skipping episodes um, because the, the, the series is was made to be enjoyed, you know, as a whole you know, product. But anyway, um, my main gripe with the episode. Is also, that- one last thing. One last thing we should note. We should like no one should be consuming this show as as we are doing it right now. Like, no. We're supposed to actually consume this show either daily or weekly. I mean, it doesn't so, hurt to binge watch like a few episodes at a time, but like this is a very episodic type of show. Like the, things happen, but the the setup is fairly the same for a lot of the episodes, so it can get repetitive very easily. All right. So, but yeah, that that's basically that's also one last thing that like should be noted. It's like, yeah, you, you shouldn't be watching it like like how we're watching it. Like if you're if you're a sane person, you watch this either every once every day or once every week, yeah. but not. But don't 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 try to binge like four three or four episodes at the same time because then you start then, then you start to see some weird things. But yeah, but my finish your my, thought. My main gripe with this episode is that it's the, from the setup of the episode. Amy is the one that introduces them to the person that's eventually going to become a monster. Which, by the way, he physically became the monster, didn't he? Or did it like come out? It, it came like out of him. I don't know. It came out it, of him. I think. I think it came out of his hat. I guess. I don't know. But um, anyway, so Amy. Amy introduces us to the plot, basically. She helps set up the plot. She does all of the legwork. And then Ray just steps in and takes over the whole damn episode. I was just like, because we haven't really since, I want to say since Amy's debut, have not had really an Amy-centric episode. And I know that, like, Sailor Moon isn't the most famous for having episodes that are just based around just one of the soldiers, the sailor soldiers, sailor sailor, pretty much always all involved. There are occasions where everybody gets their solo episode, but this goes from being like a setup to a fairly decent Amy episode to the Ray show very quickly uh, because the, the bulk of this episode is just Ray trying to accost a college student. (laughs) I don't even know how else to put it other than that. Like she's like purposely trying to run into him and like trick him into going out with her uh, because he's he seems to be very uncomfortable, which I'm I was very thankful for. Like I know eventually they do like outright date, and also he outright dates Serena, who's also like 14 um, later because Darian's like 19, uh, which is creepy. Um, but they make a point in the dub not to talk about how old he is. <laughs> I've noticed because like I remember specifically in the the subtitle like them mentioning how old he was occasionally but in this one they very specifically just don't um but anyway like it it just turns into Ray just trying to basically like go on a date with a college student and it's it's super weird um and there's a whole subplot where Serena gets jealous because Serena secretly likes Darian of course and so she decides to 
have Melvin like be her date, so she has an excuse to go to like the the restaurant and to go out to the park and walk around the park and stuff and spy on them, so she doesn't look weird being by herself. Um, yeah, and then the monster attacks and they defeat it, and that's that. <laughs> I mean, that's and it sounds like I'm brushing it off, but that's basically it. Like, there's... yeah, that's the problem too. It's like we we, we like literally. I like, I'm actually thanking God that you actually we found a way to like, stretch out this. Stretch out this conversation longer than, than it should because like I'm we're not I, really I skipping say, much at all. I will say though that this is one of my favorite. Like uh, most of Neflite's monsters look really cool. The last episode was an exception, but I remember a lot of his other monsters looking pretty cool. And this is one of my favorite season one monsters of the week. Like I just I the, she's like a plant monster, and like her hair turns into like vines that attack people. Yeah, I just I really I really dug her. She gave. I know that she's not based off of Medusa, but it gave like that Medusa kind of vibe. Um, she's actually based off of a different Greek character who I didn't do enough research to really tell you. But she's like she's purple and she's got this pretty uh, green skin, and she looks. She's got like the. Um, we'll we'll get to them later, but she's got kind of like a doom and gloom girl kind of vibe. Yes, the enemies from the very end of the season. Um, she's got that kind of vibe going for her, and I really like her. So I, I will give the episode that, like that it has one of the better Monster of the Week designs. But yeah, like this this is just basically a long episode of Ray trying to accost a college dude. <laughs> like that that's most of what happened. Yeah. So um yeah, I mean I mean I I, I, I like you said, like I know I know it sounds like we skipped a lot on this episode, but we kind of oh. did it at the same time. <laughs> The, the other thing about this episode that I like is we talked in the last episode about the cursed image of Sailor Moon and Mercury posing by themselves. Um, they did Sailor Mars and Mercury without Sailor Moon posing in this one because they did Sailor Moon's entire speech without her as kind of like a gag. Because in the last episode, remember, she didn't need them. And so this episode, the two of them decided to take the stage and do her whole we'll punish you speech. And they posed together without her. And it was a really strange moment. Things that only happened in early season one of Sailor Moon. <laughs> yeah, but, but uh, yeah, uh, that was that was our batch of episodes, really. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it had a strong start, start, but then we kind of like we kind of floated there at the very end. But it wasn't it wasn't all bad at all. Like you know, there's a, there's a lot of great things I, I liked about these. There's like there's still some great things we can have have with with these with even with the mediocre episodes. We had a lot of we had a lot of discussion and a lot of love for Netflix. And also, too, there's, a, we, there's also an interesting discussion to be had with like a lot of other things concerning like you know filler and stuff like that we had as well. So I do really appreciate that we had this kind of mm-hmm. this, this talk as well because like it's also relevant to the current to what's currently happening right now with like a lot of anime and TV shows right now in the currently in the currently airing right now. So. What what I will say is that I I did enjoy this episode. I know I know you said I think before we start started recording you said you kind of started feeling like you're running out of steam with this episode because. Yeah, I didn't hate it, but I was like, ugh. Like, like I, felt, I, I felt like I felt exhausted. I felt exhausted. I That's this episode, and I laughed at it a lot. But the problem is, is that so much of the episode is, you know, Ray bumps into Darian, or Ray Ray comes up with a plot to bump into Darian. It doesn't go well. Then she flirts with them. Then they go out on a date. Then they go out on a second date. It's it's just not things that are entertaining to talk about. Like it was. It, it, I don't know how to explain it. It was entertaining to watch, but it doesn't make for a good discussion point because it's just kind of like generic rom- romantic comedy type of stuff that's happening. Because like Serena's following them around and spying on them with Melvin, and Melvin thinks that it's a real date, and it's all just very rom com and just not not a lot that you can like 
pick apart and discuss. I guess. Yeah. That okay. That that's that 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 is that, that's actually a good way. That is actually a good way to describe it. Like like I said, like like I I oh, like I wrote down here at the very end. Overall, this is like I said overall this is a boring episode in terms of like trying to like in terms of like trying to like make trying to like find stuff to talk about. And I was hoping that you would have something to discuss and you and like you no know, like can we both kind of came to the same conclusion inadvertently without us being like you know uh, what without uh it, it's we both kind of showed off our card but you know at the same time too, it was like kind of realized there 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 is stuff that, that there is some merit to this episode but there, it's like it doesn't make for like an interesting discussion that's like right like I I had fun watching the episode but it's not there's not a whole lot to talk about like a, mm-hmm. there wasn't a lot of things that happened notable things that happened it was just ray going out on dates and serena you know following her with the bookend of the the park possibly being closed and by the way we don't even figure out if the park gets saved like they they don't even say so this i don't even know if this was even if there was even a point to to be honest with you as far as like the real world implications of like what's happening at the time here all right so so so, so yeah, so let me wrap things up with some things that some some tidbits from Corzo Moon. Corzo Moon, of course, is an Australian Sailor Moon fan. He uh, he's like he's very he's very much in depth with like a lot of the stuff from the dub. So he was a lot of he dumped a lot of interesting going on. So like I said earlier, like I said earlier, this with uh with um uh, with 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 Death Flight, like this is the this is his first this is his first major like this is his first and like his only like major role. He's only done like big roles since and before that. Um. In this um in uh so basic so this is also the first episode where Toby Proctor takes over for uh for, for Reno Romero his last episode uh, like um he does he does it with unnatural phenomenon but his last episode was uh was match point for Silla Moon that was his last episode yeah. for who for Reno Romero the voice the first voice of Tuxedo Mask oh um, okay like, he's like, uh, yeah. uh, his he's more known as the voice like you, you ever played Resident Evil Four have I played what Resident Evil Four yes. Uh, he plays what's his face, um, Luis. Uh, okay. He plays him. I think I might be wrong. Is it bad that correct? Notice that the voice changed. <laughs> yeah, because he sounds more Canadian now. I just I didn't notice that the voice changed at all. I was just not. Like, making... I, I know I know it's because like he like because like he had like a he had like because like you know Meryl obviously I think he's from New York but he's also I think I think he's also Puerto Rican so he has like a so he's kind of has like a like a like a Hispanic like sounding voice. I think that the reason, and then like, the, and then Toby Proctor, he sounds a little bit more Canadian, so he has a little bit more Canadian like um, cadences to his to his, uh, to his voice. I think the reason I didn't notice is because the this voice, the the one that is in this episode, um, is the voice that I'm so used to hearing, and so it probably just like everything realigned in my brain, and I just decided not to think about it anymore. <laughs> But yeah, but that that's 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 one of the tidbits right there from Cars of the Moon. There's a lot more here. It's like like one more minute details from f- in future episodes. But for, but regardless, I think like that that that's pretty much like the gist of it. Because like he he there's a huge thread on here, and like and like he's he's like he's just, he's an incredible resource when it comes to like the comes to like going behind the scenes stuff. So I'm really appreciative of all the work that all the work from I appreciate all the work that he's been giving us like giving all this back back um, behind the scenes. Yeah. So yeah. Um, so is there anything else you would like to discuss before we head out? I think that covers it. Like the, these were, the, I have to say, maybe I, again, th- this could wear me down over the course of the next couple episodes that we're going to do. Cause we still got a little ways to go, but maybe I was overreacting about how annoying it was with Ray and Serena. 
maybe not. Like we'll have to see if the bickering gets old fast or not. But I just like we're we're now in the the big stretch between Mars and Jupiter that used to drive me crazy as a kid. So it's gonna be fun to see if these years later if it still drives me crazy, like this gap here. So I'm I'm cautiously excited for what's to come over the All next right. Yeah, same here. It's like you know, like like I said, like you know, we're, like I really, I, I I started looking over like our spoiler list for like what's in. It's like, oh, there's some there's some banger episodes here, regardless. So mm-hmm. it's like I can't wait to get to get through a lot of these episodes. The yeah. next episode is gonna be so good. Oh, and there's also, also the, the the one that we're gonna get to the like I think like literally next episode is the one where it's like the, the is the the animation one. That one's actually that one's a really good episode. Is that the lesbian animators or am yes. I thinking of a different one? Yeah, it's the lesbian animators. <laughs> yes. That's a really good one. I remember really liking that when I was a kid. Even before I knew, I was like, "Oh, this is actually a fun episode." So, regardless, I think I, I, I I'm, I'm regardless, of, like regardless, like you know, like I said, even though like at the end of the day, we, we, things kind of got, got for me. Like there at the very end, we had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun talking about these episodes, especially episode uh, episode what, 11? That was the one where they kill off on Jedi. So yeah, like I don't know, ten, no episode ten, episode ten. That was a really fun episode to t- discuss, especially like, the little all the, all the bullshit that happened in the episode. Unfortunately, we have to we have to close things down. Yep. Furry, which is there anything you would like to promote? Uh, I am for the first time in the year or so that you and I have been working together. I actually think it might be longer than a year now because it's pretty early in 2022 that I 2023. Joined. Oh, 20, yeah, early 2022. That you started February, yeah. So it's been we've been working together for a year now. Uh, but for the first time <laughs> in a year, I have followed through with updating my Instagram. I've literally been saying for a year that I'm going to start using my Instagram again. And I started to do that. Um, and I've been following you. And I've been seeing all your progress. It's been really cool. Yeah. So basically what I've been doing, um, well, I, I show off my collectibles. Um, I haven't posted in a few days, but it's because I've been off of work. Because usually, um, I hope my boss doesn't listen to this, but usually like when it's slow at work, I'll just look at like my collection of figures and stuff in my office because I work from home. And I'll pick out something and do like a mini photo shoot and post it. But since I haven't been working as much because of holidays, and I took some time off for personal reasons and stuff um, over the, the past couple of weeks. I haven't posted a lot. But on my story, and I actually have saved stories that you can go past 24 hours that they last for, I've been restoring old Barbies. Yeah. Um, it's also, I, 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 like, I, I'll, I'm going to say, because like, I'll say this right now. I love restoration. Anything involving restoration. I love I love people restoring stuff, and I love seeing the. I love what you're doing with like the with the before and after. Stuff. I am really it makes me really happy seeing that, that you're doing a lot of that stuff. Seriously, well, if you want, as a Sailor Moon says, exclusive, uh, at least until next week, whenever we record Cosmocast, and you make me talk about this again. <laughs> um, I, just right before we recorded, um, so not to get too much into my personal life, but my childhood home is being sold. Um, my, my brother had been living there for several years after my parents passed and he's selling it now. And so he asked if I could come and get my stuff that had been sitting out in the shed forever from whenever I was in high school. And, um, I wasn't like, I'm not able to drive down there cause it's about four and a half, five hours from down there. And we only have one family car right now, you know, yada, yada, there's excuses. So my friend went and picked up the stuff for me. Um, my friend who still lives down there, who I talked to on a daily basis she went and picked up the stuff for me and she went on discord and with her her camera her phone and showed me where all you know she got out of the house um i'm gonna be restoring more than just barbies coming up in uh the later half of this year 
Um, she's not going to be able to get me my stuff until May, just because of how expensive it is to ship stuff. So she's going to wait until she has vacation time to come visit. But May, June, July, um, I've got a lot of figures that are kind of busted that I have pretty good faith that i can at least clean up and make presentable if not do some you know repainting and touching up here and there to make them look much newer so i'm going to expand beyond barbies eventually uh that's just kind of what i have at my disposal right now because mm. i don't have a lot of money but i did also can i recommend to... you a, can i recommend you something to do like can i recommend you a, a, um i recommend you a channel so you can start doing like you can start putting the gears in your in motion later what what's up um, there's a there's a really good the, the, one of my favorite YouTubers who does a lot of restor a lot of action figure restoration stuff like that. His name is Toy Poloi. He restores like so many like vintage action figures from like the seven from the eighties, seventies and eighties and nineties. Mm -hmm. And he can, and like I and a lot of the tips can be transferred. I'm pretty sure can be transferred over to like other people. Else. I'm pretty sure. So check out Toy Poloi. He restores like everything. He restores like Key Man's, um, GI Joe's, Transformers, Thundercats, whatever. And I know it's like that's not up your wheelhouse, but I'm pretty sure there's gonna be a lot of stuff that's gonna give you ideas on, on when it comes time time to restore when it comes time to restore the stuff that you need to restore. Yeah, it'll be a lot of help for like the technical sides of it. Yeah, so like yeah. like I, I, I that's like one of my favorite that is like my, one of my favorite um, websites. That's like my favorite YouTuber to check out. So I'll, I'll also shout out to him. Shout out to Toy Play. He's like one of my favorite guys on you. He's one of my favorite guys on YouTube to check out because like he, all of his all of his restoration stuff is incredible. Especially all stuff he restores exactly. It's just incredible. Like he'll restore like stuff like, oh my god, how how do you restore this? And he, he does a really good job on it. So I'll give I'll I'll send you I'll send you a link on that. And I think like if anybody's also interested in also toy, toy restorations, I will put up a link as well. Now I I do want to say before in, in regards to the restoration thing because I I am very passionate about it um, and I, I'm enjoying myself with it. But one of the things that I would like to do is while some of the stuff that I'm restoring. If it's um, like, if it's something that I want to keep, obviously I'm going to keep it. Like, I there was an Ariel doll. I've always wanted an Ariel doll, but none of them have really been to my liking. And I restored one, and the process of me restoring it made me fall in love with it. I didn't like it when I bought it. It came in a bundle with some other stuff that I really wanted. Yeah, um, that's what happens a lot of times. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, it's like you get something, and you're like, oh, damn it, yeah, like you know, with other I want things. this, but it's like. I wanted this, but it's like I had to, I had to I had to buy other stuff, and the other stuff was like ugh. And then like the worst part is like since it's all with that stuff, it's like ugh. It's well, not in I, condition. So I, some of the stuff I'm gonna keep. Very little bit of the stuff from my childhood I might sell just because of how incredibly like rare it is, and I would rather it be in like collectors' hands that are going to cherish it and like display it properly. But for the most part, especially with the Barbies, what I'm doing, what what I want to do what I plan on doing is donating them to like Goodwill or um, we have a, a St. Vincent DuPaul is another big thrift store here in St. Louis where I live. And because when I was a kid, I would go into thrift stores because sometimes that's all we could afford as a family. Like my, my family, especially when I was in my like early teens was not well off. And we, we, you know, it was, it was hard and you wanted toys like, cause you're a kid and you would go to these thrift stores and it would just be junk. These people that just wanted to get rid of junk because they didn't see any value in it. So I want to restore these Barbies and some of these other toys and stuff and then and donate them so that these kids that this is all their family can afford, they can have something nice so that the Barbie that they get doesn't look like it's got a rat's nest on top of it, you know? 
where they yeah. can get it and actually play with it. And it might not have the right outfit, and it might not have all the accessories, but kids don't care about that. They just want, especially with dolls, they just want a pretty doll, especially if it's like Anna or Elsa or you know something like that. Every time I see an Anna and a doll or an Elsa doll, they look like they've been to hell and back. And so mm -hmm. I to I, I want to work on these and and fix these up and the ones that are not going to be part of my personal collection i still want to fix them up so i can donate them so that a, a kid out there can have an affordable toy that they're going to enjoy that is not going to look like somebody literally took a, a, a dump on it and gave it to goodwill like that's my goal yeah so yeah but i wish oh, you good luck oh, on yeah, that i'm an artifact <laughs> so, to get back on point there yeah, follow Conrad for he's he does a lot of great stuff and he a lot of his stuff is really cool, not just to look at but also like stuff he's restoring if you're if you're into that stuff, I I cannot I cannot recommend it enough. Um is there anything else? Like any like well what's the status on ancient anime? Um still still planning stuff. Um I life has been throwing a lot of punches at me in my personal life. Um just stuff that I'm I I don't feel comfortable talking about on here. That's fine. And I'm I like this the the two shows that i'm on with you are i show up and i talk for two hours and then i'm done yeah and with a little bit of work ahead of time like i gotta watch like four episodes of a show which is like an hour and a half hour 45 minutes because you know commercials are cut out and i can skip over the theme except for saint c i will never skip over pegasus fantasy ever mm -hmm. um, but I could skip over the ending themes. You know, I could skip over the next episode preview because I'm going to immediately be watching it next. Um, so it's not a huge time sink. When it's me having to schedule everything, having to find guests, having to watch every single thing and not just the episodes that I'm going to be on, you know, editing, promoting, doing the Photoshop, work, doing all of that stuff, it takes out a lot of time. And I don't want to jump the podcast back out there if I'm not fully in the right headspace to have that be like it's because it's you know how it is it's basically like a full-time job if you're talking to a guy, you're talking to a guy who's a whole street podcast so yeah i yeah, totally yeah talking about you do a lot of work so i couldn't imagine doing three on my own so i it's just i i want to make sure that i'm in the right headspace for ancient ancient anime to be successful it is not dead i don't plan on throwing it to the wayside anytime soon i just want to make sure that i am in you want it to be right yeah, I'm in a place to where I can consistently come out with episodes every two weeks or so and make sure that they that things get done in a timely manner. I've got people that want to help out. I've got ideas for stuff to watch. I've got a lot of the things in place. It's literally just me. It's 100% me and where I'm at in my life at the moment. I don't see it being a permanent situation. I don't see it being forever at this point. But there's a lot of things in my life that are distracting me from being able to dedicate that much time to it. And so I, I when it when it gets back, this will probably be the first place that I announce it either here or the Cosmo cast, you know, when I when I have things more detailed. And then of course, you know, at H anime on both uh, platforms, Instagram and Twitter, there'll be announcements there as well for when things are coming back. But I just I don't I just don't know right now. Um that's fine. I wish I had an answer. <laughs> I really wanted to come back in February, but there's there's a few things in my personal life with family and um, you know, just real real life stuff that I need to take care of before I can make sure that I have that mental capacity to take that on again. 
Yeah, I don't blame you whatsoever. And it's like, you know, like I said, like like it took me a while to get started with the Cosmo cast and also doing all this other stuff, but like, you know, when it when it happens, I'm able I'm like I'm like I'm but unless something unless something incredibly bad happens, like I like you know what happened with my computer, you know, I'm on the ball I'm on the ball running with it with this thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I, Cause like I know but but, I, but it took me it takes me a while as well because like you know my mental health and whatnot. But um but once I once I get started, you know, there's no stopping me at this point. Right. I I do hope I do wish the best for you as well with anything. It's a fun show. I really like it. I love all your guests you bring in. So and I I'm excited to bring it back. I just want to make sure that it's at a spot to where it'll be consistently back, like on on a regular basis to where i i don't where there's nothing like there's a couple of events coming up in my personal life that i know are going to derail that for sure which is why i don't want to right now but fair enough fair enough fair enough all right let's let's just let's 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 move on to actually let's just move on to me i don't i don't want to i don't like bragging or anything like that but you know (laughs) so okay i host another podcast i'm right before you mentioned it he's also on the show as well saints have couple cast you host it every two weeks I have a lot of things I need to discuss on that show, but I can break a few things here on this show first before I break it officially on, on well, you may already read it already on Twitter that um, because there's going to be a panel at WonderCon for the thing say for the Knights of the Zodiac movie, I am going to go to WonderCon and I'm going to see if I can try to like, you know, make some connection down there at WonderCon with, with some of the stars and some of the people behind the scenes and some of the people like, you know, who at the marketing department and whatnot. Cause you know, cause like, um, I missed out, I, I missed out on a golden opportunity at San Diego Comic Con last year, and this year I'm not gonna let that happen. So this year I'm definitely gonna like try to get my my foot forward with them. And you know, a lot of people helped out helped out on trying to get trying to help me get a lot of stuff that's been needed. Which is I just I I just brought the the, the business cards because like more than anything I wanted business cards because I think like the best first impression you can do is you can present uh, present them a, a really good uh, business card that goes a long way with it. And there was enough also, and the, there was also enough. There was enough in the can as well for me to also make stickers. So like, I'm gonna start distributing stickers at the convention as well. So if you're at the convention, we'll be, I'll tell you more information as to how you get those stickers as well. But it's already been purchased. It'll be, they'll be in my hands sometime next week, and then hopefully by the following week when the convention rolls around, I can go, I can go, go all in with all that stuff and be ready for it as well. But I, but yeah, Saint Seiya, Saint right now is just like you know. As much as I love doing this show, that that's like my baby, and you know, and I ha- and I want to take care of, and like this is like the best opportunity, like this is where I get to like, like this is like my golden opportunity right now, and I'm gonna take advantage. of it. I really do appreciate, and I really do thank you for helping me out, social media and all that stuff, spreading the word around about what's going, with, with the situation, and also you know, encouraging me and keep on going, and yeah, you know, if you haven't listened to that show, it's on, it's at, you know, you can it has its own website, http going back to flash www.stcosmocast.com. Again, the address is stcosmocast.com. And that's where you can find the show, like, and find out more information about the host and find out where to listen to it. And, you know, if you can't find it, it's going to be right there also on the website as well. Um, and that's also another show called The Saturday Morning Squad, which is at SatAM Squad. That's at um, squad.tumblr.com. Again, the address is satamsquad.tumblr.com. And we had, and like, because of connection issues, we actually had an extra episode in the can. So we, we got to record an extra episode this week. If you haven't listened to it, just at the end, Rob, we were just going off on topics. We're just going off on like stuff we've been up to, like what, like, like movies we watched, games we played, and all that stuff. We into a huge discussion about like, like GoldenEye and stuff like that. So if you're into all that, if you're into like games and all that stuff, that's a, that's a great, that's like a great place you can just see us like just nerd out for like 90 minutes about like stuff. So. All righty then, Carrera Free. It was a great. It was a great. I was gonna say great stream. This is not as, <laughs> this. 
this has been a great show. You know, as always, I always love I always love talking to you. You know, despite the problems, and then I'm like, Ugh. I'm like at the end of it, I'm like, I want to do. I, I feel good about this. I feel good. I feel good. So, thank you so much for thank you so much for being here with me. I'm ready for a same thing with everybody else. Thing like you, I thank everybody for listening. I am Ramses, and I am here to tell you guys. Who says? <laughs> a lot of people say life is tough, but that doesn't mean you let yourself get walked on. Exercise your body and challenge your mind to be the best you can be. Know what you want and go for it. You're right. Plan to be your personal best. I think I'll go for a milkshake. Gobsy, she doesn't know what she wants. <laughs> <laughs>